0: Hello, Freedom Boys! Oh, hello! What's going on, Freedom so Boys?
1: Are, are you talking to my, uh, shall we call them, cojones? <gasps> Never, Nick. I don't know if you know this. Look, we haven't talked in like three years, so so we need to uh, we need to begin this episode talking about a our new sponsor. Oh, our new sponsor, the Cojone average. Kid? The The Average is Interesting podcast uh, brought to you by the one, the only, the dreamboat himself, Julian Ferretti.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
1: uh, head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, check out the Average is Interesting podcast because I was on there for the first episode. And uh, I believe Nick Wetmore will be a guest on the show as well. Spoiler alert. Oh, was that I supposed to say that? Should I bleep that out? No. That's okay. Mm, mm, mm. But uh, yeah, so check it out. I had a great time, and uh, if you enjoy Nick's 20 Questions game, you'll enjoy the podcast because it's a, a similar format, but maybe a little more serious. We'll see how that goes. Oh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I was just being too serious. You know what I mean?
0: You were, you were feeling the questions one way.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he tailors the questions specifically for the guest or or what it is. Uh, let me know what your experience is when you get on there.
0: Well, he told me don't listen to your episode. So
1: correct, yes, yes. that's actually a good idea not to listen to my episode. Well, I mean, everybody else should listen to my episode. Yes, but Nick it's a sponsor. cannot.
0: It's a nerdy legion sponsor. Yeah, you testing. have to
1: check it out. The average is interesting podcast. I mean, doesn't that sound interesting? Yes, yes it does. Uh, I actually I dig quite a bit because it's like uh, what's that thing uh pff, like people from new york or whatever it is you know what i mean you know what i'm talking no. about uh-uh um what's the other one there's that guy that does documentaries on youtube like interviewing just uh like uh like prostitutes and and crack kids on on um skid row
0: between two ferns
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's a different show <laughs> pretty sure that's a different show uh also another announcement. I uh, I won the internet nick. I don't know if you heard. <gasps> I won the internet. Thank you, Hall, for uh the nomination. I was the first person to listen to in full the 6-hour Geek Brunch episode.
0: Wow.
1: Mhm. You, you know Very how long it you know how long stuff. it took me? 6 weeks. 4 days. Wow. That's pretty good, huh?
0: It'd probably be a lot less if we both were going into a job.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Be a lot easier. Yes, then it would have been half a day. Yes. Yes. Same here. Yes, for sure. But uh, yes, yeah, so so thank you to uh, Mike and Bill for keeping me very entertained for that whole time. I like it. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the show. Enough with the sponsor segments. No, I love the sponsor segments. I mean, we can do a whole episode of sponsors.
0: Ooh,
1: that's good. <laughs> what uh what have you been up to
0: oh man get ready for the holidays you know how it is
1: yeah yeah did you uh did you listen Deck to some
0: halls stringing those lights oh boy watching some Rankin bass you know just everything
1: Dude, what is okay listen you are oh. you're like the third person who's been watching rank and bass
0: yeah why there should be more people watching it who doesn't like stop uh motion animation who doesn't like rudy the red-nosed reindeer or frosty the... what come on
1: where's my bill uh is there like a, a way to raise your hand on a podcast <laughs> sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes you in the in the middle quadrant with the purple shirt yes
1: me uh this is like the hollywood squares of podcasting yes oh um
0: Center Square, Shadow Stevens, Sh- Center Square.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've seen the pictures, man. Your house looks great. Thanks, Pally. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's very festive.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah so I like we it. Had to, we had to do a lot of it, – it's been, it's been a year. Uh, when you don't have money to put towards holiday decorations and you, like, string up the upstairs, all we do is, like, the banister upstairs, going upstairs. Sure. For the upstairs. And then we have a wreath when you pull both of those out and plug them in and neither of those string of lights work, mm. that's a little bit of a headache. And then the ones outside, we finally, we, uh, we brought in a guy from um, Task Rabbit, who, oh, Okay. Who uh, gave us a new light socket outside. That one burned out. And as I've told you before, when you are raised in a house where your father in high school actually got electrocuted in one of his high school classes you tend to grow up never ever the the fear of god of electricity is put in you at a very early age so nick does not do electricity (laughs) so i had a guy from task rabbit come out and do up uh and and give us a new um light socket outside sure Fantastic. I can finally plug these trees in, the, the lights for the outside in. It's been two years. So I do that, and like I said, guess what? We do blanket lights at this point. Don't know what you do, but we do the blankets. The One of the best modern inventions ever. Sure. God, it, it's perfect for a dum-dum like me. There are no spots that you miss. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So I throw my three or four blankets outside. See, this is where Dum Dum Nick has learned his lesson. He plugs in the lights before trekking them out. Mm. Because before getting the blanket lights, I would plug in the lights after. So then the first dusk, because we have one of those uh, timers, dusk till dawn. Mm-hmm. So the first dusk hits, you gets uber excited, at least I do, run out to see the work that I just put in, and half those lights are burned out. What the hell? <laughs> so that is not, so I learned smart. I adapt and I learn. So I plugged in the blanket of lights and unlike those old timey string lights, where if one goes out there, you have replacement bulbs that you can just unplug the replace at, at that, from the point that the bulb goes out till the end of the string are completely out. So it's pretty easy to figure out which one you have to undo, plug in, boom, new string of lights. Let's go. Well, with the blanket, it's not like that. And I had, like, it doesn't make the entire row go out, like from the blown-out part to the end of the the blanket doesn't go out. So I'm looking at, like, honest to God, out of the four blankets that I have, three out of the four had, like, one row, I guess, or two rows. If you're looking at it vertically, like, two vertical rows from the blanket Mm -hmm. completely out. (laughs) So I have to like, like I said, smart enough that I adapted. I plugged them in, in the garage, saw that. So then I left them plugged in when I like hooked them up on the bushes. And then I had a little mm -mm -mm, tapping, tapping index finger to my temple moment that said, Hey, dumb, dumb, leave them plugged in. Then when you get to the two or three rows that are burned out, you just sort of bunch up those, and they'll just blend in. It'll look like shit during the day, but at <laughs> night, you'll have perfect rows going across. So that's what I did, and they look great. Don't get me wrong. look great. I'm very excited. We haven't had Christmas lights outside for two years, so this is great.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Let me give you – and I mean I wish, we had a, I wish we had a button that we could hit. Just like the um, That Was Easy button,
2: Mm. the
0: big red button. I wish we had a soundboard. I know you were debating on doing a soundboard so we could have our duck quack. This would be an easy button, but instead, when I hit it, because it would be a big red button, when I hit it, it would say Bonehead Play. Because this was Nick's holiday Bonehead Play. (laughs) Julie, the cruise director, I don't know how it is in your house. Julie, the cruise director, if she has to get mascara during this pandemic, she ain't going out. Let's go on to Amazon, order that up. Or she needs something, you know, oh, Black Friday at Macy's. I just got a top for however much, $5. Order it up. So we have stuff flowing in this house. Every day there's like a little box or a little like Amazon bag or whatever coming into the house. Well, with me not working, we're not really doing presents. I'll do a stocking for her, but that's more for me than for her because I love doing it. Sure. So I'll, I'll put stuff in there and it might be like a magazine or it might be like peppermint bark, you know, and I'll wrap them up and I'll put them in there. But we both agreed we're not doing presents. We don't have the money. We just we can't afford to do it. Uh, Julie, the cruise director, is going through some medical stuff. So all of our money henceforth is going towards paying those bills. Um, So anyway, during Black Friday, I ordered this thing because she really likes a whole zen feel. Mm -hmm. And I freaking, dude, my happiest time is now. And I'm not going to say it's because of Christmas or little baby Jesus. It's because I freaking love twinkle lights. Dude, if I could have them up 24-7, 365, I would. When you tell me you haven't taken down your lights, you just changed the colors. Yeah. I mock you. Smart. Because I love doing that. But in my head, I'm like, how can I get Julie, the cruise director, to do the same thing? Can I just hang twinkle lights in the bedroom? That would be enough for me to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, okay, th- here's the bonehead plate. Like I said, packages coming in every day. During Black Friday, I ordered two things for the wife. One already came, and I realized it, <sighs> hit it, so she didn't see it. Nice. Because we all, I mean, during the pandemic, I don't know how you guys are, like, I bring in the mail, and I quarantine the mail for three days. I bring in the Amazon package. We don't open it up. We just quarantine it. Boom. Three days. Then we unwrap it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But in our heads, it makes us feel better. So that's what we do. Like I said, this week, all these packages, envelope after envelope, honest to God, this like quarantine area is like, right now, there's like four packages over there. Mm. And I could tell you, two of them are like the bubble wrap envelope that she, like I said, needed whatever, eyeliner. And, and it was sent in this big ass package, like shame on you, Amazon. But they send, like, all the, like, individual stuff. And I know you can do, like, package it all up together and send it out in one package one day of the week. Like, I get it. Yes, yes, yes. I know I should be doing that. Yes, yes, yes. I don't. So I order this. Like I said, she's into this, like, zen thing, twinkle light thing. And I see this thing come across, like, one of my social feeds. And it's sort of like a, um, oh, how do I want to describe it? It's sort of like a um, bonsai tree, but it has like little twinkle lights on it. So I'm like, this would be perfect for when she has to like wake up in the middle of the night. Cause she does that a lot or before she goes to bed. Cause it's hard for her to sleep. Like this might get her into a more meditative, like calm type thing. And it wasn't that expensive. Like I said, it was black Friday. So I'm like, I'm going to buy that. And I know like, you know, fingers crossed she doesn't look at, like, the Amazon or wherever I got it, the bill for it and wonder, like, what the hell is this? Right, right, right. And she didn't. And this is, like, three weeks I keep waiting for this thing to come. And I thought it would come around her aniver- our anniversary, which is the 10th. Didn't come. So I'm like, what the hell? And then I sort of, honest to God, I sort of forgot about it. So then she needed something for, I think, her mother and we had this, honestly, God, like seven packages in the quarantine area. So I start opening them up. <laughs> like I said, I need that button that says bonehead play. I'm opening them up and I'm showing her like, oh, okay. is a sweater, I guess, a shirt. I don't know. We needed oven mitts, you know, and I'm opening them up. I open up this random package that doesn't have Amazon anywhere on it. I open it up and I go, Zen bonsai? Tri- oh, <laughs> <laughs> and literally, she's looking at the package, and then she starts laughing, and I'm like, "You didn't see that!" And I put it behind my back.
2: Hilarious. I like,
0: How I I was so good. I was such a good boy. Like for like a month, I was such a good boy, and then all of a sudden, it's like what a brain fart moment I had. Oh my sure. god, unbelievable. <laughs> but can I give you the best holiday? invention that i've seen yes i had to replace the upstairs banister banister lights like i told you and dude i don't know how long has it been since you've like gone christmas light shopping mm-hmm. years that, that is exactly the response you should give dude there's like four different and i kid you not four different white versions right there's a clear white A cool white, a warm white, and I want to say there's one other white. And I have no clue. I have no idea. And, like, I'm looking at our lights, and I'm like, I think they're white. I'm not sure. I got these ones at Target last year that I hung up on the wreath, and those might be a clear white or white light. I don't know. But anywho, I had to go to Target to get the banister lights. So I bought them, and I'm like, I think she likes warm light, not the white white. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm just going to get these. Because I'm like, it's white. It's white. How can it be any different? Holy mother of Christ. It is such a huge difference. Like, (laughs) how they call warm white should be called, like, golden or caramel or something. Like, there is such a yellow tinge to it, but then I didn't—this— I hit the hit the bonehead play button because this is my second of the season bonehead play. I bought this figuring warm white, what can be wrong? Completely wrong. I didn't even look at the God-blessed box <laughs> because on it, it says twinkle lights. And it isn't the twinkle of our childhood. Oh, no, it says flickering. I want to say flickering lights. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big twinkle guy anyway. I just... I just want lights on. I don't need them to like send me into an epileptic fit with their twinkling. I don't need that. Yeah. So this thing says flickering. And I was like, I plugged them in and they came up like such a caramel color light. And I'm and Julie the Cruz director is downstairs when I'm trying to do it last Sunday. And I'm like, oh, these look different. Oh, your boy effed up. And she's laughing. (laughs) And she's like, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, oh, it might be. Because I don't like to mix and match stuff. Like, I like what I like. And I don't want, like, blue strands of lights with my white lights. I don't like, I'm pretty clean when it comes to that type of thing. So I'm like, God, this doesn't look right. And I guess it takes a while for the flickering lights to, like, warm up or start doing their thing. Because it came up just like caramel. There was no flickering. And then when they started to flicker. It wasn't like Twinkle, where they all go on, go off at the same time, and you get like a a half second of darkness. Mm -hmm. These flickering would actually go up and down the line, so it almost did look like a candle flickering. Like Mm -hmm. when you look up our stairs, the lights are like going on and off at such a rate that it looks like, you know, a, a candle flame. Sure. So now, of course, in my head, thank God I don't have a job dude, if I had disposable income, hit the bonehead play button again because this entire house would be rewired with warm, twinkling lights. Because it was like, I look up every night and I'm like, dang, that looks cool. (laughs) 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 I'm like, like, now that, other than my blanket of lights that, dude, I've had for like maybe two seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. And then two seasons where I didn't have electricity, so I didn't even plug them in. <laughs> but I only ran them for two seasons. For those to have rows, and I mean literally like two to three rows per uh, blanket bundle, mm-hmm. for those to burn out, that's why I'm like, man, this mo- these modern lights, they fucking I- – are you expected to just replace these every season? Because that's yes. the way Yeah, that's the way they, yeah, like, the way they do crazy. it. I'm like, this is BS. But then I look at the flickering and I'm like, those modern lights, that's where it's at. <laughs> Let me hit bonehead play one more time. Come on. Oh, it's so good. The holidays. You got to love
1: them. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, no, I think they do make stuff like that on purpose now, right? So that you have to buy something new every year. Like uh, like the iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just spend like a grand every year, bro. You'd be okay.
0: At a previous, at one of my previous jobs, the one that I just left, uh, they had the ability, and I won't say what they manufacture, but it's a manufacturer. Um, Everybody knows them. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. They own the lion's share of what they manufacture. Yes, they do. But now that everything has swapped over to um, being wireless and being more of a home improvement technology, I guess I could call it yeah without sharing too much um i was in and dude i'm low person on the total poll let me just throw this out right there there are money makers that are like three levels five levels above me so i'm just low man on the total pole. but to be in a meeting where an engineer says well now that we all have you know there's technology in these um yeah, they, they need to last up to whatever the warranty is, 10, 15 years. But 15 years in one day, we can literally turn these off and make people go and buy the, go and buy a replacement. It's mm-hmm. unrepairable. Mm-hmm. We can break them. And right when I heard that, it was like the, the night that I lost my innocence. Like, what are you telling me? What, are you, what does this mean? like like of course i didn't say any of this but in my head i was like there's no santa claus is this what you're telling me right now what Mm -hmm. uh, what and the engineer looked so proud to be saying that and i guarantee you the stockholders were like yeah let's do that one day yeah (laughs) plus one let's just shut that thing right off
1: yeah i i was i was angry because i had heard a rumor about it from uh from an industry uh conference that they were gonna do that before they announced it and then when they did it i was like these mother effers Mm -hmm. so i got rid of the app on my phone it's yeah
0: so needless to say i'm not surprised with any of this stuff but i can i give a little kudos with my modern lights that i have on my tree and my downstairs banister Mm -hmm. got them at costco so they were pretty – for what they are, they were pretty cheap, all things considered. If was I would it, have at Target or somewhere else, they would have been pretty pricey.
1: Was it three miles of lights for $9.99?
0: <laughs> the price wasn't bad. It wasn't three miles. Um, but they're lights that you can program, um, which is really cool. So you can have multicolor or white. Mm or it can go like right now we have them set to go back and forth or you can have them twinkling or you can do just the whites twinkle like it is so customizable it is awesome and to get them hooked up it's there it's one of those like daisy chain just stick the the str- you know the the cords together and they all like change at the same time I was like, "Oh, Costco! You guys are the best." <laughs> don't know who, don't know the brand, have no clue of the brand, but I'm like, they they bought a good thing right there. That is very nice.
1: Mm, very nice.
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so, what's going on with you? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, uh working on my on my show. Working on my I know, show. I love it. Love yeah, it. just working on my show. I was uh, I was doing some editing for next week's episodes uh, right before we started chatting
0: and keeping yourself busy.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I try to, uh, I try to keep, uh, a couple weeks ahead. Cause I do two episodes a week over there uh-huh. and then, uh, and then the patrons get, uh, additional bonus episodes too. So Dang. I, uh, I can't be slacking. You know what I mean? Dang. Yeah.
0: And will those, uh, Patreon episodes end up on the regular, the free stuff?
1: Uh, no, 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 no. Those are, those are patron exclusives. Ooh. Yeah. Very yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. So you have,
0: you probably built up quite a few. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, you I've got, got only I, I,
0: I've, if you donate,
1: I've got some, some patrons on there and then, uh, the podcast yeah. is ad supported. So, uh, that's nice. Very nice. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, it's going good, man. It's going good. I'm, okay. uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, so just doing that and then, uh, you know, doing stuff around the house, uh, doing interviews and all that fun stuff. Super fun stuff.
0: Yeah, you're becoming a podcast mogul over here.
1: Oh man, maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, you know, I, I've been podcasting for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's always been just like uh, like a fun thing. And uh, you know, it, it's it's great to have listeners. But uh but with this one I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh we're we're going to see what happens. But uh like but it's it, it's looking good, man. I I don't know about a f- a full-time podcaster, but uh it could definitely turn turn into a a fairly decent uh part-time side gig. Cool? Yeah.
0: I like the sound of it. That's a dream.
1: Yep, yep, yep. But uh but no, aside from that, nothing much, man nothing much enjoying this uh change of weather uh mm. preparing for uh the end of the world here in uh 4 days and uh that's it aliens
0: end of the world in 4 days
1: yeah 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 you know it happens like a couple times a year uh no there's uh there's that uh saturn jupiter conjunction and uh you know people talk crazy stuff but mm. but i do love you know watching the starry skies and uh, and it is cool to see uh, the, the the planets converging in the sky. So it's supposed to happen on the twenty first, where gotcha. they they appear like one giant star. Hmm. Yes. So it's the end of the world uh, right before Christmas. Perfect timing. Wow. Hmm. You like that? Uh, I gotta tell you though, we what was the last time we talked? Has it been? It's been like two weeks, right? Did you see green
0: the Greenland
1: tra uh trailer? Oh, buddy, have I ever? Yes. I actually
0: had to shut that ha- off halfway through. <laughs> I'm like, this is too real. I'm like, I guess this. I'm like, I'm like, the world
1: sucks right now. I'm like I can't do this. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, it's so weird, right? You would think that with all the stuff going on, the like the main drive of of Hollywood and of like TV shows would be to do something fun, right? and like mm-hmm. people would just want like sitcoms.
0: Yeah, something light and bright.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the total opposite, man. There's like that new show about like what's it called? Like Love in the Times of Corona. Yep. And uh and like there's more stuff coming up. And I'm like, is this what we need right now? Yeah, I don't think it's what we need.
0: Like even video games, it's like the last of us part two, do we really need that right now? Like Jesus, <laughs> or they even put out just last week. I think they put out a bridge constructor game, but it's bridge constructor, the walking dead. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. I guarantee you it's on steam. Um, it's a bridge constructor game, which, you know, there that's a whole genre on it on itself. Um, but it, it's zombie themed, but they also have characters from The Walking Dead in it. So you'll have to build a bridge for The Walking Dead people to get over it. Or sometimes it'll be like, oh, the characters have grenades and they're up top in a house. Uh, you yeah. have to build a constru- construction to bounce the grenade off to like blow up, you know, the rival's cars or, or like kill some zombies before you're able to exit. Mm-hmm. But this greenland I was like, you know, I I could be there for Gerard Butler. He, you know, he's up and down. Uh-huh. But for me to turn off a trailer with my girl Marina back in whatever back from, in Yep. Yeah, from Firefly. Super me, hot. Yep. It's like that doesn't happen every day. That's but true. it did in this trailer. No, I can't do it. I just can't.
1: Uh like the the what's the other one? The Michael Bay one? The old one? No, the, the new one that's like COVID-23 or whatever. Really? Yeah. I, I, didn't I see this. I thought I sent that to you. Isn't it Michael Bay? I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Michael Bay virus movie. Maybe right,
0: it, Michael Bay COVID movie.
1: Yeah, there it is. Songbird. What the f I I swear I show you that trailer because that came oh. out in, uh, in October, the trailer. Oh. Yeah, you don't remember this?
0: Your boy doesn't your boy doesn't go there for this. Yeah, I do remember this trailer.
1: Yeah. It starts off like super like whatever, right? It's like two people sexting or something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, like maybe one day we'll actually get to do it when uh, when COVID twenty three disappears. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh and of course it's Michael Bay, so I'm sure there's plenty of explosions. Yeah, boy. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, it kind of uh, – I know you probably haven't seen it, but it, it feels almost like the purge in the times of Corona. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll stick with that uh, – uh, what was it? Songs in the Time of Cholera. I'll, re- I'll read that book. Ah, uh, of- yes. Corona. That's no
1: uh, it's very good. Yeah.
0: No uh, thanks.
1: No thanks. It's all right. But uh, but I'm excited, man. There's a uh, you know there there is good stuff coming out. Like we get uh we get Wonder Woman next week finally.
0: Hell hell yeah
1: yeah. So uh that maybe
0: Warner Brothers announcement sounds so good. Right. I,
1: I I might just get sick on Christmas Day and just stay home and watch <laughs> watch Wonder Woman. Well,
0: my wife just had a um, biopsy done, so we are sort of housebound for the next two weeks, and she's like, "Yeah, so we won't be able to see my mom for the next two weeks, and that's Christmas," and you know, she's all bummed out. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's terrible." mm. I'm like, "We can still watch Wonder Woman, right?" And she's like, "Yeah, I guess."
1: Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I've watched uh, I've watched a bunch of stuff, man. Bunch of stuff. Did I did I tell you about the video game years? The video game years. Yeah. This is it's not a new show. Uh it feels like one of these things that would have been on like MTV or VH one. Huh. Um and it's uh it's a show about video games. And so every episode is a different year in video games. And uh and it starts with like I can't remember. I think the first year it's like uh like Pong and Pac Man or something like that. It's uh it's cool. It's just like they interview a bunch of nerds uh that actually like grew up at the time when these games were coming out and like talking about the experience of like first playing this game and like how mind-blowing it was. And it's so cool. crazy to think that something like Pac-Man would be mind-blowing, you know what I mean? For uh sure. when you have something like Cyberpunk 2077 out now, which sure apparently it's a hot piece of garbage. Uh, but like you know, the graphics are incredible, right? Mm-hmm. And and that alone would be mind blowing. Uh, but to think something as simple as Pac Man, and uh, yeah, it's cool, man. You'll you'll enjoy it. They're all like fairly short episodes, like I don't know, twenty minutes or so. But yeah, it's uh, but Prime, it's cool. So yeah, it's on Prime.
0: It? Yeah, it's in my it's in my queue. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. I think I got like four or five episodes of that.
0: Do they have a Tempest episode? Or a Defenders episode?
1: Um, was there a Tempest episode? Oh, I feel like there was. Nice. Uh, yeah, there is a Defenders episode. And nice. uh, what's the one? Um, that they play in in uh, Terminator 2, where the um, the missile command. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. You should, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy I it. I will for sure. For uh, for anybody, even if you don't play video games now, I'm sure like when you were a, a tiny toddler. You uh, played games. It's uh, mm. it's fun to uh, reminisce on uh, on olden times sometimes.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was good. Um, I watched on HBO the oh man, it was good. The oh god, now I forgot the name of it. It is oh Heaven's Gate, Cult of Cults. You know, you
0: threw that out to me. And as soon as I saw it was a series, that just went right into my queue because mm. I can't watch just one episode. I, w- I want to sit down. That's a binge thing for me. It,
1: it's it's over. It's four episodes.
0: OK, perfect. perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's four episodes. Um, I was wondering that, too, uh, because I think they released all of them at the same time.
0: Oh, good. OK.
1: Uh, Oh, hello. Songbird is available now. Oh, you should go watch it. Oh, hell no. Uh, it's one of those things where uh it's supposed to be a theater so it's a 1999 rental. I think I'll I'll, I'll wait. You mean like Tenant? What what's Tenant? Never heard of it.
0: Okay. Listen. But I believe that's 1999 as well.
1: Oh, is is it on there? Is 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 Christopher Nolan okay with us seeing his film not in a movie yes. theater?
0: Because he wants to get all that DVD money. Come on, happy uh, Okay.
1: Holidays. Is it because uh they only made like a, 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 a 15th of the budget of the movie in theaters. <laughs> well, we don't have to discuss that now. Come on. Oh uh, Yeah. I have some words. Listen, Christopher Nolan makes incredible films. Okay. Yeah. I love all his movies. Uh, I was so excited for Tenet. And then when it wasn't coming out, but only in theaters, I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll wait until it comes out. But then, like, all the shenanigans that he talks over the last few months, I'm just like, you don't get it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get it. This is why your movie didn't make any money. Uh, and, I mean, like, he's he's obviously going to keep making films because he's goddamn Christopher Nolan. For and sure. Pe- and people love him. But, uh, man, talk about short-sighted. Yikes. Yeah, that was pretty tone-deaf. Um, anyways, but uh, but, yeah heaven's gate cult of cults four episodes they're about an hour a piece uh i also tagged rob in it because rob loves uh cult movies and uh and it was great man i was actually very pleasantly surprised
0: yeah i can't wait
1: it um i mean you can't really spoil something that's based on a true story um, <laughs> in particular something as big as heaven's gate right because like everyone knows at least about the suicide right even mm-hmm. if they don't know all the other crazy crap uh, they know number one the suicide and two something about the comet and UFOs, mm-hmm. um, and of course like really enjoying watching this kind of stuff, uh, not necessarily documentaries, but just like stuff about cults, for example. I uh, I I really dug it because there was there's like a lot of home video footage in it uh, from the cult. Mm. And and that's stuff that I hadn't seen before, you know what I mean? Like I knew the story and I knew about the history of it. I've read a lot about that group. Um, sure. But uh, but seeing like home videos of them like going to some national park and like doing whatever or uh, or hearing the story about uh, the sociologist that infiltrated the cult with like his buddy, his college buddy, and mm-hmm. like ended up writing the book on Heaven's Gate uh was awesome uh um, i
0: didn't even know that
1: yeah 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 he was uh i think he had like just gotten his degree um or maybe like had just started working at this university in in missouri i think it was or maybe montana one of the two and he's like you know this cult's like really different and let let me go see like what they're about of course he's a sociologist right so he's curious and yeah. and, and he gets together with his buddy who's also a sociologist and you know this is during the 70s so they look like hippies anyway right they have the the beards and the mustache and the the long hair and uh and they go to a meeting and like they just record everything uh like he's got tons of notebooks where he had handwritten notes about the stuff that he was seeing and and the things that they talked about etc um but they had like a, a weird policy about writing stuff down and everyone had like a check partner right um which most cults do they they pair you with somebody that's like the opposite of you to keep you in check right and then you keep that person in check because you're the opposite of them and uh so like he had to hide all these notebooks and they're like you know like little tiny notebooks that fit in your pocket uh with like the smallest handwriting you've ever seen in your life and uh and they end up publishing uh, a study on like psychology today and i think that that's what becomes the book afterwards and uh so so we get to talk to those guys now obviously they're much older they're like in their 60s but uh really fascinating man there was stuff on there that i didn't know though um like i was watching it and and i see like the one black guy in the toke in the in the cult right Mm. and and i made a joke to my wife i was like oh look like they have the one black guy right and Mm -hmm. not realizing ever because i knew this guy was in there before uh, but I never realized that he's actually related to a famous person. Hmm. He was uh, Lieutenant Ahura's brother. Oh wow! In real life. So yeah. so they interview Ahura like super quick uh, about her her brother's involvement in the cult, and uh, and he was one of the ones that went all the way through to the end, right? He committed suicide at the end. Wow. So uh, really interesting, man, and, uh, and a lot of like really personal stories and uh and i dig that you know cuz a lot of times when you get these kind of things it's really just focused on like the leader and like what a piece of shit person they are mm-hmm. um, like after we watched this my wife and i watched um i think it's called like Jonestown Paradise Lost mm-hmm. which is a, a documentary about Jonestown uh Jim Jones and yep. uh and like that's always the case right when you deal with a cult uh you know i haven't watched them yet but my wife has watched the the lexium ones and it's, the focus is always the same, right? Like, these people are pieces of shit. They use people and abuse people, uh, et cetera. But, uh, but with Heaven's Gate, it was it was so much different. Like, these people, like, genuinely wanted to be there. And, like, even the leader had no idea what the hell he was talking about or doing. You know what I mean? And huh. so so you get, like, a, a different human element that uh, I think is often forgotten in these kind of stories. So I really, I, like, highly recommend it. I loved it. Thanks. Yeah,
0: I I definitely that that is on my plate. Um, I headed down, uh, the Vow Road and watched. Got about three fourths of the way done with that. Yeah, and then I just sort of pooted out on it. I don't know why. I Just too long. Yeah, I think I think it just it, it sort of rambled there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, too long. That's what my wife said. That's why she liked the other one better.
0: Yeah, I can't get the other one though.
1: Uh, what's the other one? Showtime, Stars maybe. Stars. You just get a, yeah. You can't get a trial. Eh, I don't want to get a trial. Ah, I don't blame you. Uh, speaking of trials, though, that you, I, I know that I tweeted you about it, or maybe I texted you. But how we called it, were psychic, Nick, about Wonder Woman. About Wonder Woman. Yeah. You Remember? So you don't remember this, but I remember vividly because I keep very detailed show notes of all our conversations.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't look at the Google Doc. <laughs>
1: uh but one thing that we mentioned about this whole wonder woman thing uh i mean it's it's gotta be like two months ago now right was that they should they that what would make sense is for them to do it only if you're a subscriber a paid subscriber uh Uh, not if you get like a free trial Uh and and that that's what was announced like three days after the last episode is that you have to be a paid subscriber. You can't just get a trial and and watch Wonder Woman, uh, which makes sense. Very smart. Eat on that, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. That guy. What? Yes. But anyways, continue.
0: I I, got to say, I I have to do a one. This is the 180 corner right here. Uh Uh-oh. That we're in. My formal announcement. Uh Uh-oh. My apologies go (gasps) out to one Mr martin for ready
1: wait what what happened what'd you do
0: because i'm halfway through season two of harley quinn
1: yes you are and it is
0: pretty fantastic (laughs) pretty good pretty good
1: pretty good it's damn good is what you mean to say apologize again
0: it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that's Kaylee Cuoco. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I did not think she had it in her.
1: I always figured she had it in her.
0: Dang, I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always figured she had it in her. Um, DJ corrected me because I said that I thought that uh, Kaylee did Harley and somebody else. Uh, oh, Batgirl. And and DJ sent me a text, He's, he said that it's uh, Kaylee's sister that does Batgirl. That's why they sound yeah, yeah. identical.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, she's got the, she's got that HBO production deal, so Yeah. Just bring I in the whole family.
0: Is, yeah, she's an executive producer, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's got uh what's the new movie she's got? The flight attendant. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen that yet. And then there's like uh there's a, a Christmas movie on there too by her. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I
0: didn't, didn't even know about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one came out uh, last month or maybe two months ago, something like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you love it, man.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I love I love me some Ron Funches, so it was nice to hear his voice.
1: I'm uh, I'm tempted to rewatch it.
0: I don't see why you wouldn't. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's pr- pretty good, pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, a lot of times I'll uh, – like if I'm at the computer – if I'm if I'm working on something for my other show, like reading or or making some notes or whatever, okay. um, or if I'm playing Hearthstone, and sure. uh, you know the the game I can't quit for some reason, or or, or any of these other things, uh, even like during the day if I'm like doing an assessment for uh for an interview or something like that, <laughs> I'm like uh-huh. I've got a video going on, and uh, and that's how I watched most of uh, of Harley Quinn. So it might be worth a rewatch just to see if I missed any jokes, right? Uh, Which if I did, like, kudos, because I loved what I heard. So if there's any that I missed, uh, that's just incredible. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, funny that you brought that up, because uh, I, Nicholas Wetmore, uh, I will be buying the new Harley Quinn comic book.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Holy cow. Yeah.
0: Look at you. And next will come Lobo.
1: <laughs> and Deadpool.
0: And then Deadpool and uh-huh, then Plastic uh-huh. Man. You, you're all set.
1: Uh, that's right. Isn't there like a, a plastic woman coming out now or something? Couldn't tell you. I don't even know. But uh, no, DC's like relaunching all their stuff, right? And, yeah, we, uh, we
0: reviewed that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, afterwards, um, they're already announcing like some of the other stuff coming out and oh. uh and and stephanie phillips one of my favorite writers is going to be writing the new harley quinn book nice yeah uh which makes oh. sense because she's doing the the future state harley quinn one shot uh or, or two issue mini i guess it is and then she's going to be doing the ongoing with riley rosmo art oh wow Mm-hmm. wild wild i wonder
0: how long he'll stick on that book
1: that's that's a good point yeah, i was hey, thinking get, the
0: same thing you might get two good arcs out of it
1: mm, you're being generous
0: i am being generous but it is during the pandemic so that's maybe, true you
1: know. that is very true but uh but yeah i'm excited man like dc's got a bunch I mean, look everybody's announced uh, so much stuff there's so um, much going on. There's just – there's there's so much. I don't even care to look at it. You know what I mean? Ow. Uh, Like DC announced like 3,000 new books. Um, I don't know anything about any of them except the art on some of these look amazing. Mm. Uh, I posted – did you see the picture I posted for the new Superman book?
0: Is that the Gleason book? I think so. Because I have seen some Gleason Superman
1: going around uh maybe i can't remember if it was i think it is and and it's it wasn't an interior page it's a cover Mm. uh but boy was it good Mm -hmm. um god now i can't remember who the hell drew it because i saw it and i was like oh that's such and such and then now i can't think of it Mm. but uh but it's somebody that hasn't done superman um oh god the the name's on the tip of my tongue He's done. Right, he's too. done like Batman stuff. <sighs> Anyways, it's gorgeous. Um, nice. and uh, and of course I love Stephanie. Stephanie's incredible. She's been doing books at AfterShock for forever. Well, forever uh-huh. for a couple of years, uh-huh. and uh, stuff at Top Cow, and now she's like hitting the mainstream over at DC. So that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and she just got a PhD. Look at her. Yeah, she's got a PhD in comic books. Look at her. <laughs> impressive. Uh, she's great. We uh we met her at C2E2 two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, uh, yep. she's awesome. She plays hockey too. Who have thunk it? That's a great uh anyway, so so yes, I will be buying the new Harley Quinn book. I'm excited for that. Nice. And a lot of the other stuff. So anyway, so DC is like three million things. Then then Disney has like their, their investor call and they announce yeah. like three thousand shows and 50,000 movies. Yeah. Um, like, I can't even catch up, man. I don't even know, like, what's going on. You know, you know what I did on the announcement? I looked at the logos for the movies, and I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Oh, come on. So I, I know nothing about any of this stuff, except wow. for Moon Knight,
2: yeah.
1: which has me concerned. Uh-oh. All right, let me, let me re- I'm going to rephrase, because DJ already yelled at me.
0: Yeah, you better re you better have a new retake on this.
1: <laughs> Jerk. DJ yelled at me. Um and he is correct. DJ from the Brightside Chat, go check his show out. It's fantastic. It is. Um But he yelled at me because I was being the I think the way that I phrased it seemed like I was being a Debbie Downer. Yes, you were a poo-poo pants. Yeah, I was poo-pooing this thing. Yeah. Because uh, some I can't remember who it was. Somebody was quoted uh, when asked about the Moon Knight thing. And they said it's like Indiana Jones with Moon Knight. And I said, no, that's not Moon Knight. <laughs> but, again, DJ was correct. And I think you chimed in as well. You were also correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I phrased this incorrectly. I allowed my immediate emotions to take a hold of the greatness that could be this Moon Knight thing, mm-hmm. um, and because...
0: your hatred for Indiana Jones, as we all know well. Oh, what
1: Indiana. are you talking about? I love Indiana Jones. No, no, no. Temple of don't, Doom. That's the best movie of all re- time.
0: Don't, don't rewrite history.
1: Come on. <laughs> uh, I love Indiana Jones. I don't like Crystal Skull. Uh, well, let me rephrase. Crystal Skull. Oh, Col- Crystal Skull's is fine. Here he goes. Look, Crystal Skull is fine. Yeah. Okay. Do you want-
0: do you want to, do you want to, um, dr- now do you want to drift against Young
1: Indiana Jones series? I never watched that. Oh, shame on you. Really? Yeah, it's good. Are you serious?
0: It was on TV.
1: Is that streaming?
0: I don't know, but if it is, I'd re-watch it right now.
1: All right, Young Indiana Jones streaming. We'll, we'll find it. That
0: has it. to be on Disney, don't you think? Don't you think Disney would have to have that? I or mean. Or is that universal?
1: Hell if I know. Good God. Who owns anything anymore? Disney probably owns it. (laughs) Don't they own everything?
2: Who knows?
1: Uh, Let's see. Well, it's not on Prime, and they would show if it was on any other service, so shame. Wow, it's rated a 7.3? That's incredible. This must be good. Why don't you listen to me here and there? (laughs) What do you think? What do you think, buddy?
0: Every once in a while, your co-host, Mike, have a little gem in his head.
1: Yeah, wait it's not. i'm confused though it's if it's so good why is there only one season it's nowhere nowhere to be found There's
0: three seasons by the way
1: oh three okay 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 amazon only not, listed one
0: not streaming anywhere so
1: great stupid. all right well you know i'm not i'm not buying this thing okay no don't i'm not buying it but It'll if it come. if it ever goes streaming somewhere then I yeah. will watch it.
0: It's worth, it's worth a sit down. It's, it's better than Crystal. Good. That I will. Take, that doesn't
1: take much. But. It doesn't take much. I will say though, I think I like Crystal Skull more than most people. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It has a great. It has a great uh, soundtrack.
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure. What it's fine about it. Shia Labeouf, he was fine. Uh, okay. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about him anymore. I think he's canceled now. But but he's and, fine. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know what my favorite Shia LaBeouf uh, performances. Oh. You don't want to guess. No.
0: He's canceled.
1: That no. that that's Sia music video, dude. You know the what? The the Sia music video. What what song is that? That I got thick skin, elastic heart, elastic heart. That's it. I don't think I've ever seen it. All right, go when you when we're done recording, you go mm-hmm. watch Sia elastic heart mm-hmm. music video
0: and will that take me right into um what is it chandelier what's that one
1: chandelier I'm sure it'll autoplay next right there you go yes uh he uh he got into some trouble over the elastic heart video because he's dancing with the little the the little Sia clone whatever her name is you know what I mean the little dancing girl and people were like oh that's kind of pedophile like and I'm like dude it's a fucking music video (laughs) (laughs) uh and plus the songs about like her abusive dad and how like she tried to help him get over alcoholism and he didn't want to hear it so like it's performance fucking idiots go watch youtube or something morons crazy Uh, anyways moon Knight, indiana jones uh i mean i guess it's cool right like are they like setting it up to be like a kid's show maybe i guess uh, I don't know, man. Like that's that's the only thing that was weird to me. Um, comparing it didn't to didn't to Indiana Disney Jones. did say
0: that they're not going to do any like R rated stuff on their channel?
1: So I I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, obviously I had to tag uh, fellow Moon Knight fans in, in regard to this announcement. Uh, so shout out to Mike and to Andrew. Um, there's another Moon Knight fan that I did not tag, but he and I spoke privately. Um, oh, Prager. Or- Yes, because, uh, because this other Moon Knight fan works in the industry, and so I don't want to be an asshole and, like, tag him in public. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we're going to be mm-hmm. talking smack about something. Uh, sure. Be- because I respect people, unlike others. But anyways, shout wow, out to Andrew and Mike. You
0: throw me out there? What the hell? <laughs> throw me out on Front Street, why don't you?
1: But uh, – and then I think Aaron Bell chimed in, and, and they were talking something about they had heard – that Disney Plus is going to have like an R-rated section. Really? Yeah, with like parental controls and stuff. Um so then you could put stuff on there like Deadpool and and Moon Knight and those kind of things. That would be smart. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so we'll see man. I I don't have Disney Plus right now. We canceled it. Mm. Uh but as these new shows and and things like that start coming out, I might consider like re-upping uh for sure to watch moon knight right like i'm gonna do that sure. Why not? um some of this other stuff i don't know man uh ashoka more than likely will be worth getting also mm-hmm. um we'll see about the rest we'll see about the rest yeah i'll,
0: I'll dip my toe in here and there
1: yeah 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 was there I'll was definitely
0: there watch uh wandavision that's for sure
1: oh yeah wandavision looks interesting
0: that looks really good
1: isn't that coming up soon
0: Uh, End of January, I believe.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't even know when anything's coming out anymore because, uh, you know, corona.
0: (laughs) Hey, everything's streaming. (laughs) At this point now, whenever I pull up like Prime or Netflix is doing it now, and it's like new episode every Friday, I'm like, oh, you ruined the whole point of your binge watching. You've trained us to want to binge watch, and now you're dripping stuff out to us? F you. Get out of here, yeah. great British bake-off.
1: F-off. Well, But, but it's smart, though, because you know what's going to happen, right? They keep everything like on demand, and people are home doing nothing but watching Netflix, and then they're like, oh, I watched all of Netflix. Netflix sucks because they don't have any new content.
0: Yeah, I understand why they're doing it, and believe me, all of a sudden you look, you look on the horizontal plane that you're going to like, ooh, what's new this week? And guess what? Then all of a sudden you're plugging into another show that you didn't even know netflix had i get mm, it mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm,
0: doesn't mm-hmm. mean that i felt like it jerk.
1: sure that's true um i'm trying to think I of was like a,
0: a netflix uh show that i don't know if you caught at all oh. but you're not this might not be your uh, you might not be the audience for it i take that back i'm talking to the listener legionnaires
1: is it a Pornhub documentary
0: I said you're not the audience for it. I know you're a Pornhub audience. I don't even I know. What,
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: Yeah, I know. We were both ex-hamster guys.
1: I Look, I I just had to buy like fifty million tit coins, okay? Uh, because because you can't use your credit card on that website anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you traded in some of your bitcoins for tit coins?
1: Yeah, I got a bunch of tit coin. Nice. I had uh, no, I had ten. I had. No, ten, I had $10 in Bitcoin, and that bought me, like, a million TIT coins. Of course it does. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I know you're not the audience for this, so I'm talking to the other the other. Uh, – I'm talking to our listeners, Legionnaires. Netflix just put out a series by the people, the movies that made us, as well There's as the games on. that made us, um, called The Holiday Movies That Made Us. And it's only two episodes, what? which – is so stupid and I'm so pissed by it but the two films for for the episodes is Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. All
1: right, I will never watch this show because Die Hard was not Die Hard audience for this. Why is Die Hard not included on this list?
0: <laughs> hey, I want some of the old films like guess what? Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas they hardly talk to it. They don't talk to any of the big people that you want them to talk to. They talk to other people, which Nightmare Before Christmas, plenty of Danny Elfman, which I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like hearing the behind the scenes stuff. I like hearing ho- how a movie got made or how a toy got made. So it definitely falls. It definitely feels like uh, the toys that made us without a doubt. Mm. It just that there's only two episodes. I don't get it.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah, and I don't want all the new stuff. Give me some old stuff. What the hell?
1: Maybe it's one of those things where they're like, we need content now. Yeah, And, and sure. someone's like, well, we're going to do this show in 2025, but I guess, like, here you go.
0: My guess is Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas, there's probably been enough specials run on those that oh. all they have to do is a few new interviews with people. S- yeah. And then in all mm. of the other old content smart that
1: yeah that's smart
0: they were still entertaining they were fun mm.
1: you know you uh this. you shouldn't you shouldn't dismiss that i might not enjoy this because i i watched something on netflix i didn't know that i would enjoy and i you really don't liked like
0: it making of you don't like making of stuff
1: that's every not time, necessarily true about
0: in your dvds i always say did you watch the making of did you listen to the commentary track every time 100% <laughs> nah
1: but I love but the show love, how it's but made you love,
0: al- the, you love aliens or you love blah 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 eh, eh.
1: yes that's true but I love <laughs> like I love how it's made the show I uh I love watching like documentaries about things that I love and like us. That kind of thing. like I The just...
0: Toys That Made Us, that's that's a story about a toy that you're familiar with. Yeah, see? But Nightmare Before Christmas, they go into more of the making of a, of the film. But you do get a lot of the history. Oh, interesting. And to find out that the writer that they hired for Nightmare Before Christmas, who gets credit, mm-hmm. he went on a gigantic Coke binge. And people <laughs> talk freely about it. Like the writer that came in, to like finish nightmare before Christmas talked about it because I guess he wrote Beetlejuice and then he got gigantically addicted to cocaine. (laughs) And I specifically (laughs) paused that episode, typed his name into IMDb and he just completely slid off the face of the earth. No, like he would, he he has writing credits for like one episode of creep show or one episode of like, Another horror anthology, half hour horror, like it's so sporadic and wow. it's only like small, small stuff. So it's like, well, that confirms that confirms a lot to me. <laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So that was that was something good to know.
1: Wait, question. Is his name Stephen King?
0: <laughs> Stephen King had a fantastic addiction, but that only lasted for about a decade.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes, yes. That's very true. Uh, no, I might, uh, I might actually check that out. Um, you
0: gotta love when an author or a director is like, I don't even remember those five <laughs> years, ten years. <laughs> it's all a blur. And it's like, well, you don't have Alzheimer's. Like, you must have been doing so much coke. Oh, yep. my God. I couldn't. I, those are the stories I want.
1: Tons of cocaine. Oh, um, so- I'll uh, I'll check out the Night Before Christmas one. What's the other one you said? Elf. Elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. Uh, Night Before Christmas, I really liked that
0: one just because of it the way the story actually got made was such a roundabout, weird way to go. And then speaking of Rack, uh, rackin' and rackin' and Bass, um, they actually got sued over using like making their elf costumes and all of the like North Pole look like one of their films and they show like images of you know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer elves compared to elves in the film and holy cow did they take gigantic liberties <laughs> so that that part was like wow that's fascinating like how did you think you could get away with that?
1: See, I thought you were gonna say they were making it out of cocaine.
0: Mm, but I, they didn't go that deep. They didn't go <laughs> that deep. Sadly,
1: sadly. Uh, interesting, interesting. What but, uh, yeah. what 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 other movies do they have aside from Rudolph?
0: Um, they did what? A Year Without Santa. I
1: feel like I've seen that.
0: Yeah. You huh. definitely saw. I mean, they used to always be on CBS. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When no one had. That's one of those, like, I wish they would do a making. I, I want a documentary on Rankin, Rankin and Bass. That's what I want.
1: I bet there's got to be one somewhere, right? Maybe. There's got to be. There's no way there's not one.
0: But yeah, they did, they did three or four Frosty the Snowman. Remember that that's one? That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, so you liked it, huh? The mo- the holiday movies that made us.
0: I did, and needless to say, you're in and out so quickly. Sure. They they went by very quickly, but I did. Before we jump off of HBO, another documentary you need to watch, and it premiered last Saturday. Mm-hmm. The BG's. How can I mend a broken
1: heart? Oh God! It, I, I, yeah, it, I put that on my queue. I think you mentioned something about it. And who I think Daryl was talking about it on Twitter. Maybe
0: I know Gundy watched it and liked it.
1: Uh, maybe that's who it was. yeah,
0: but I talked to him off uh off social, and I said, both and I, he was like raving about it, so was I. Um, but the one thing that we both remarked about was this was the late seventies eighties, and they mentioned how Andy Gibb got roped into the drug scene.
1: Mm, I was going to ask. You're down in
0: Florida and you're telling me none of the boys in the BGs got roped into the cocaine.
1: Yeah. That sounds like uh BS.
0: Your honor. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to raise my hand and dispute that please. But it was fascinating. They had so many like cool stories and, and their career is so insane leading up to like saturday night fever and especially the after bit as soon as disco demolition hit which you know that happened in chicago so that's pretty infamous around here Mm -hmm. um but as soon as that hit that was like a 80s canceling of the bgs like holy christ did their entire like career just go right down the toilet Mm -hmm. it was insane such a journey. It was so, so good. Highly is, recommend.
1: I thought that's when one of them went solo. Uh,
0: they all just sort of broke apart mm. and it was they were struggling for like five, six years, and then they came together because Barbara Streisand no needed songs. Mm. So then they started to write songs for her, and then all of a sudden, like you get this montage of like six groups that All these songs are like, I heard that Celine Dion song. Wait, the Bee Gees wrote that song? I heard that, oh, Islands in the Stream, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton song. Wait, the Bee Gees wrote that song? (laughs) Like, it literally was six songs that were being sung by the people that you totally recognize that you're like, are you freaking kidding me? The Bee Gees wrote that? Like, Mm. so all of a sudden, like, their later career was writing hit songs for other people.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Really, really good. Really fascinating.
1: Interesting. Yeah. All right, yeah, I got to I got to watch that. It's on my queue, but uh I totally forgot about it until you just mentioned it.
0: I would love to recommend that to your wife, but there was no crime involved in that, so I didn't recommend it.
1: To well, my wife. there is crime. There was perjury involved because <laughs> they all lied about the cocaine.
0: Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> And they didn't even go into the whole Andy Gibb thing, other than, like, What? I, one of the brothers was like, I went out to L.A. where he was hanging out, and uh, I took him aside at one of the parties, and he said, yeah, 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 I know, I have to I have to stop this. <laughs> so he knew what was up. But it was just like, what?
1: That's <laughs> like, crazy.
0: There's no way, like, come on. I get it if one of the brothers out of the four weren't doing it, but
1: come on. That is crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, but also, and I think we discussed
1: this. Correct me if I'm wrong. HBO
0: is, again,
1: the mystery of D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Man, let me tell you, I've watched a lot of documentaries recently. I know.
0: That's why I thought, shoot, we got a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mystery of D.B. Cooper. I'm curious, how familiar are you with the story?
0: I watched the Hollywood movie, and I watched one documentary okay on db cooper so all of the propositions that this movie threw out to you but didn't disprove any of them but let you make that decision at the end of the film everyone i was talking to um oh god who was it barry mclean on facebook Mm -hmm. and he goes so which one do you think it was and i wrote back after i watched it and i'm like every one of those could be real (laughs) <laughs> Every could, I, I, I did not and you know me the one thing I hate regarding any documentary and you and I'm right there with your wife regarding like I love a crime documentary first and foremost but when you give me here's all the facts but it's still an unsolved mystery F you go jump in a lake I have no interest in that but DB Cooper is so different yeah I think that is It's almost like the last American cowboy story. Mm -hmm. So just to throw out like, well, it could be these four people, five people, and you actually make a pretty solid argument for all five. I loved it. (laughs) I was not frustrated whatsoever. I was fascinated with that thing through and through.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I – it was – the beginning of it was weird though, right? Because it's like – I mean I I guess they, they know that if you're watching this thing, chances are you know something about DB Cooper, right? And yeah. and I would say like even if you don't know the details, you've at least heard the name DB Cooper, right? This mm-hmm. is like the most famous uh plane hijacking in US history.
0: It's yeah, it's the only unsolved one.
1: The only unsolved one. Uh I actually I came into this knowing all these stories. Uh, I am not a, a DB Cooper like connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I threw this out on Twitter actually. There's a podcast called The Cooper Vortex. Yep. And uh and they they like hint at the term, but they never explain it on the on the documentary, which was kind of disappointing. Uh, I think one of the characters says something about like there's something about DB Cooper. It's like getting sucked into a vortex and And that's why this podcast is called the cooper vortex um because like this is a thing for a lot of people, and you know there's only so much they can really do in this documentary uh but like there's that bar that everyone goes and hangs out with or mm-hmm. like, hangs out at um mm-hmm. which is like a place that d b Cooper was presumably at or something and so there's like even today you know how how long is sixty years later um People are still very much attracted to the story, and and it just kind of sucks you in because you're right. It, you watch this, and you're like, it could be any of these people, right? Even though some of them might seem kind of preposterous. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, though, the the poor woman who, by the way, is super hot for being like sixty five. The
0: the daughter of the her the, father was like the the brother
1: yes 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 yes
0: yeah i agree holy macaroni
1: so so that woman from what i can gather mm-hmm. was born in like 63
0: amazing
1: right so that means that that woman is like 60 years old and mm-hmm. she looks better than most 30 year olds <laughs> yeah for sure uh anyways regardless uh i think she's the the one that's the least credible uh for the simple fact that like a lot of this stuff happened when she was like eight years old you know what i mean yeah so like to remember all those details and make all those connections between stories at such a young age seems a little more like um false memory than Mm -hmm. anything else uh and obviously that's not to say that like her dad and her uncles weren't up to some like sketchy stuff for sure um but I I don't I don't buy it. Plus I do know that that guy her uncle is still alive. Um,
0: yeah, he's he's just not in communication with anyone. At correct. Least that's the way the film left off.
1: Right, right, right. So so he's not in communication with like that side of the family. Uh, I mean he could easily be like, bro, <laughs> you're fucking crazy. But uh, but uh, maybe he just doesn't care. I don't know. Whatever, It doesn't matter.
0: But it's interesting because one of the narrators or I forget who it was, but even, oh, the guy that was writing the book that lived out in like the. Unabomber oh, yeah, ship, yeah, yeah, yep. Even he was like, but whether or not I believe her story is irrelevant, she absolutely believes it and has gone through a lie detector. Yeah, right. So it just totally shows you like the power of your memories and the power of your brain that you can trick it, mm-hmm. but for I sure. love it, and for sure. I, I wouldn't mind having her on screen another twenty
1: minutes. Uh, look, I agree. She was very attractive. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, so so I'm familiar with these stories from listening to the Cooper Vortex, uh, which I th- I found in like 2019, which I guess is last year, but feels like you know a century mm-hmm. ago. Right. Uh, and I think that that show's been running. I mean, I want to say like three or four years now. It's been around for a while. And and so they they talk to all these people that we see here that he's talked to on that show. Plus, like, all the investigators and the FBI agents and police officers and, like, other suspects and families of other suspects. So it's... Uh, it's if you want to know, like, everything you could possibly... Ever want to know about the story in every possible angle then the cooper vortex is the thing to catch
0: i just um, love uh the one was he a federal agent
1: who closed up the case yeah yeah montoya
0: yeah i just love that he was like i never thought i w- that that it would be me who's closing up the case and it so felt like he was just like eh, what can we do it's unsolved but eh, it's done why look at this anymore <laughs> like Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, let's just move on, I guess.
1: Well, you got to think, though, like how much can you like how much new evidence right. can I, you I, find after 50 years?
0: But also, like, I get the FBI wants to be like, we're not going to put any more resources towards this. You know, the end result will never have an end result. So why put resources towards it? But you also don't have to close it. Mm hmm. It I was mean it's interesting. It was very very fascinating and I loved I love my favorite story and I'm sure you you knew just watching it. My favorite story was the uh becoming a woman.
1: That's my favorite one too. Barbara
0: Locke moly! If if you can believe the couple that was reciting that story how that's why I find it hard to it's hard to believe them because I would never be able to ask you those type of pertinent questions or even in a fun, jovial way, trying to get answers. And then when, because it cause it, so, it always sounded like Barbara was very curt with them, mm-hmm. as well as you got a very frank, honest answer, but it pretty much was an answer to let you know, like, we can stop this line of questioning right here.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, right? I, I get what you're saying, but you got to remember, too, like these things are coming up in conversation on Sundays, like during Sunday dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So on Sundays, they like invite this other couple friend of theirs and Barbara to their house. And I guarantee you they're getting like shit face drunk. You know what I mean? And Did
0: you ever loosen up your guard that much to like share something like that?
1: Well, you know, if they're drunk, yes. In front of
0: a second couple? Like, I get the one couple. Like, you might have this bond that's like a brother-sister bond. Right. And you can share anything with them. But this random other couple, especially, like, and then then I took a Polaroid of her, and I showed it up against the sketch. Yeah. If I did that to you, and you were D.B. Cooper, (laughs) you wouldn't lose your shit.
1: (laughs) Well— she kind of did lose her shit that's the thing they they kind of gloss over some of this stuff
0: but where's the other couple
1: then that I don't have an answer to
0: yeah I know but and, it's fascinating and, and I really so, want that to be the case and that so that, that,
1: that's part of the problem with their story is like where's the other couple and like when do they chime in right because yeah. um, like there was the Polaroid which doesn't exist anymore right like the the woman from the other couple saw it and she's like Oh my god, we're going to jail. Like we need to destroy the evidence.
0: <laughs> right. And who would do that? If I was that woman, I'd be like, I'm taking this polaroid so I know you're not going to Barbara won't be coming over to my house to kill me.
1: Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh, but uh but if everyone's like, what are you talking about Barbara? That's a woman. Uh this is this Barbara used to be a man and was the first person or in like California or something right to Washington. get a, a Washington state that's right to get a sex change operation um, so Barbara used to be a man and I believe uh, if I remember correctly was trained uh, wasn't Barbara in the military
0: that sounds right but she was also a pilot she did jumps
1: yeah she was a pilot and she did uh, parachute jumps and stuff like that yeah. uh, there's actually there's a lot more to the story. Uh, that you get in that podcast that I'm talking about that it, it doesn't come up here. so I recommend you find that episode and if you like that barber story and and get more details because um, there is some like additional weird stuff around the story. Um, like I don't think she actually had a pilot's license um, because like she couldn't change her name or something whatever you know so it was still technically under her male identity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and they assumed like maybe part of the reason is, uh, to like not raise any suspicions, although it seems like flying, granted it's a small airport, but flying a plane regularly, like covertly seems like it would raise suspicions too.
0: Trust me. I'm sitting here thinking about the other suspects Mm -hmm. and I was just about to say, Yeah, but the one that really it feels like it could be was the guy that the police officer talked to. That seems like the most... Uh, Oh, McCoy. Why would would a police officer lie? Why would he falsify a confession? But then again, why wouldn't a police officer falsify a confession? But that so made sense in the way he looked compared to the picture, the sketch. That looked very similar. But then you look at the ex-wife who talked to her dying husband on his deathbed uh-huh that also could be, that's why it was like so fascinating because i couldn't disprove any of them they all had points that were like yeah that does make sense yeah mm-hmm. that does make sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah it was really good really good yeah i enjoyed it and it didn't wear out its welcome
1: that's true it was pretty short
0: yeah i i actually could have went for more
1: well, you know, there's probably 80 hours worth of interviews at the Cooper Vortex.
0: Yeah, I might have to grab that. <laughs> I have to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good. So if you have HBO Max, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I, let's see. I watched two, two more documentaries. See, Ooh. I told you I watched a lot of documentaries. I like it. You should be proud. I know. Uh, Let's see. Where do I start first? Um,. I watched – oh, oh, I I found a a really great Lovecraft documentary. Ooh. Uh, So for any fans of horror or Lovecraft, then uh, check out Lovecraft Fear of the Unknown. Uh, This is streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime, it's free. It's uh, about an hour and a half, so it's like a full-length documentary. And it's not new either. It came out like ten years ago. Uh-huh. Uh But there's like a ton of people you'll recognize, like Neil Gaiman, Guillermo del Toro. Um, who else? I'm trying to think like other people. I mean, I recognize some of the other ones, like Robert Price and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not sure half a million people would be with them. Peter Straub, he's a he's an author as well. And and they basically like go through Lovecraft's life. And they're interviewing like authors and and film directors and things like that. And, Did they
0: talk to people who talked about him being a white supremacist or anti-Irish?
1: Well, of course that comes up.
0: Oh, good. Okay.
1: Yeah, of course that comes up. Uh, right. Oh, okay, jo- John Carpenter's in there too. Shit. Yeah, because the thing is basically like a Lovecraft story. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's a ripoff of Lovecraft plots so uh so he shows up yeah yeah of course they talk about that which what yeah. You know, and the weird thing is he was an anti-semite but he married a jewish woman
2: uh-huh. right
1: so travis and i were actually talking about this last night when we recorded uh aftershock central oh. uh mark sable's got a new book at aftershock called miskatonic and like travis is like totally unfamiliar with lovecraft stuff um but to me like as soon as i saw the title i was like oh like this gotta be some lovecraft shit right because Mm -hmm. lovecraft had miskatonic university and uh like i don't even know how long we spent talking about this one issue but uh but i had to like constantly point out the easter eggs uh because there's stuff on there from like the shadow of insmith and rats in the wall and all this other lovecraft stories Yeah, yeah yeah it's great um Well, why am I talking about that? There was a reason that I got distracted.
0: Did that make your reading more enjoyable, or was Travis's reading just as enjoyable, but he just didn't get the in-depth knowledge? He just – it was enjoyable for surface knowledge.
1: Oh, yeah, interesting. I actually asked him that question. Okay. um, Because I asked him to rate the book. You just
0: direct me to – the aftershock podcast yeah
1: aftershock central <laughs> yeah. uh but 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 i asked him to rate it and he gave it a 4.5 and so i had to change my score because i was going to rate it a 4.5 but with all the the easter eggs in it i felt like i had to give it a higher score uh so so i gave it a 4.666 um yeah. yeah yeah yeah. but uh yeah he he really enjoyed it and and i found that so interesting because like it is a good book, right? And it is a, a fun book to read, and and like it it works on its own. Yeah, but but it but works if you're, on different levels. Too. Yeah. But if you're a Lovecraft fan, it's like nonstop. Like every page there's something. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it's great. And so <laughs> that's why I think part of the oh no, I ended up changing the title, but uh, but we Travis came up with the Lovecraft extended movie universe. Um, Because I I brought up this documentary and how, like, there's always been this, like, Lovecraft extended universe where, like, people that are inspired by his work, like, set their stories in the world of Lovecraft, right? And not necessarily, like, at Arkham or or Smith or any of these other places, Um, but, like, definitely with, like, creatures that show up, right? Like, Dagon or Cthulhu and things like this um or or just like obviously kind of rip off maybe a little bit the the plot of of a lovecraft story uh and the example that I gave Travis uh was the movie annihilation i don 't know if you 've seen that uh came out I think like two or three years ago Natalie Portman
0: I think I did yeah
1: yeah it's familiar it's like they send this this team who is it uh natalie portman uh Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson it's like people you recognize and Mm -hmm. so they send this team to investigate this spot and it's like you you walk through this like shimmer right and like something has landed from outer space and it's like mutating all the creatures and the plant life and like weird stuff is happening uh i I don't want to spoil the movie because it is actually really interesting um but you know, it's basically like a rip of the color of outer space. Um, so you know, there's you always get these kind of stories that are very much inspired. And you know, when Lovecraft was alive, like he didn't. I don't even know how he survived, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess like the. The inflation rate is, it was much better back then because you know some of the stories he would get paid like a thousand dollars for two thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, but I guess like you know in the twenties and thirties that might be you know whatever ten grand twenty grand for a story, so so maybe it does make more sense than than it appears, and and they deal with that right because a lot of the stories he's getting paid like a hundred bucks which is nothing, uh, even back then, uh, until you start getting to certain stories that kind of give him a fan base Mm. and uh and you know he worked almost exclusively at weird tales um because number one they paid him well and they respected his work right whereas some of the other publications uh either paid him late or one didn't even pay him at all for the stuff that he published there Hmm. uh so really interesting stuff i i i like the the take of it and it was cool seeing a lot of recognizable faces talk about like the impact of Lovecraft on, on modern culture. Um, So it
0: was a biography documentary, not just Neil Gaiman talking about in how he influenced him.
1: No, 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 no. Biography documentary. And, and, and everyone shows up throughout the entire thing, right? It's not like, Oh, let's talk about this one aspect of Lovecraft. Here's Neil Gaiman. It's like, let's talk about, this about you know his his childhood and here's neil gaiman chiming in here's guillermo Toro chiming in um yeah it was it was well done like i said it's about an hour and a half long and uh, if you're a fan of lovecraft i i dug it because like you know the the thing about lovecraft is yeah like he was kind of a shitty person right um but you gotta think too it's like when i talk about golden age comics right you you kind of got to place yourself in the era and in the place that the person's growing up in, and mm. and look at circumstances behind it, right? Uh, like we were talking about Shia LaBeouf earlier, and how joking about him being canceled, like it doesn't mean I'm gonna stop enjoying Crystal Skull when I watch that, right? Uh, or uh, what's the House of Cards guy, whatever that pedophile is, uh, I'm not gonna like not watch House of Cards probably not cuz that's like a one time thing but some of the american beauty right like that's a great film right um and and i always try to take those things into consideration and and that's true of of particularly lovecraft because he writes in, in a genre that i really love and and i love the way he writes it's mm-hmm. it's this like over elaborate baroque style that's like extremely descriptive, right? Mm-hmm. I remember being in school and and teachers always saying like when you write a story, you need to show me the story, right? Don't just like put words on the page and tell me what's going on, show me what's going on. And and Lovecraft is very good at that and he developed that style very delicately over many years and and a lot of people have copied it where, you know, using like strings of adjectives, right? And mm-hmm. uh so you end up getting like extremely long sentences because like every noun and every verb has all these other words describing that thing. And uh and, and I love that. And and the great thing about it is he he focuses primarily on atmosphere and like psychological impact of things. And and that's what I love about like really good horror, right? Like don't show me the monster, just like give me the suspense right mm-hmm. show me like the the shadow in the background and then like maybe towards the end have the monster jump out and scare me right uh, but otherwise like it's not scary to see like monsters going around chopping heads off and eating people that's boring uh yep. give it like make it have impact and and that's what lovecraft did in his stories and uh so i i loved it i loved it
0: how did it how did you figure or how did you find That documentary.
1: Oh boy. Did you put in
0: Lovecraft or did it appear like, oh, you would like this?
1: You know, I don't remember if it was like one of those things where you might like this or like I finished watching something else. You know what? That's exactly what it was. Um But I don't know how I found this other thing. I what was it? There was there had to be a search of some sort. But I ended up watching Speaking of the color out of space, uh, or the color out of space, I I watched a German movie based on the color out of space uh, called "Die Farbe," which means the color, and uh, and I loved it. Uh, You know what I really loved about it is that it was in black and white. Ooh! Even though it's like, I don't, it came out like five or six years ago um and the only color that you see is you know spoilers for a 100-year-old story and mm-hmm. uh and po- i you know whatever 10-year-old movie uh, but the only color in the in the entire film is at the end when the the meteor that crash lands on earth and, and causes the story to develop um ends up kind of uh spreading its <sighs> hmm magic i don't know it's not magic it's it's biology and and it ends up going back out into space and and those particles are purple um so it it was it was really good and again it's it's in german the beginnings in english um because it it centers around this guy who ends up he, he wants to find uh some stuff about his dad um and his dad was kind of like a POW during World War II with this American like troop of soldiers uh, who found the meteorite. So, I mean, the, the story is exactly like The Color Out of Space, aside from the oh. fact that it takes place in, in a different time and obviously not in the, the fictional world of, of Massachusetts that, uh, that Lovecraft set the stories in. But uh, really, really good. It it Nick, it literally feels like you're watching a horror movie from you know the 40s or the 50s. It's uh, it, it's really well done, really well shot. Huh. Uh, so, DeFarba, if you want to check it out, because have seen,
0: yes, have you seen the trailer to Fireball?
1: Fireball, no. What's that? It's an,
0: it's an Apple TV documentary on meteorites. Oh That's- no shooting stars, meteorites, whatever. And they go through the history of them. They show like modern cultures that like, you know, believe that it was, you know, the gods sent it from heaven. And, you know, they talk to those type of those type of cultures. Sure. As well as the amount of, cause I've never like gone to YouTube and typed in meteor shower or whatever. I've never done that, but to see the amount of like home video or like, Dash cams catching like shooting stars and meteors falling to Earth. It was fascinating just to see that. So I put that in my Apple
1: TV. Oh, Q it's Verder Hartzog.
0: Yes, it is.
1: I like his stuff. Uh so I don't know if you know this, Nick. I'm a bit of an expert on this stuff. Uh-huh. So uh okay. I'm I'm actually going to get a free trial of Apple T V. Good, good, and good. I am going to watch this. Watch so, that
0: and the Beastie Boy documentary, and you'd be good. That's right,
1: and and I also need to watch what's the other one? Blind, the, Blind. the Aquaman show.
0: Oh yeah, sight. I want to say sure, Something
1: whatever like it that. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to watch that. I heard it wasn't very sure. good, but I don't care. I want to see it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So we actually just had a meteor shower. I don't know if you know this. No. Uh, yeah, the Geminids. Uh, that was last week. Dude, here's the thing, there's meteors all the time. Oh, uh well. like all the, the Halloween mythology, that's all based on meteor showers. It's it's the Torrid Meteor Stream. Uh they happen at the same time every year. And they're named after like the constellation that they appear to come out of. So so right now they're coming from the direction where the constellation Gemini is. So that's what they call the Geminids. Um the, the ones that happen at Halloween come out of Taurus, so they're called the Torids. And um, yeah, I, I could talk about the the mythology behind meteors for hours, my friend. So uh, this this could be interesting. Could hey, be very I was interesting.
0: I was excited to hear about this film that you just watched, and I'm like, oh, that totally reminds me of this Warner Erzog film.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I I had no idea about this. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah
0: watch the trailer the trailer i mean it's warner herds talk so the trailer is really really good very compelling
1: i could imagine he always does great stuff
0: yeah and you'll love it because there's so many like multicultural like investigation that type of oh it's so good it looks, (laughs) looks so good so i know you'll love
1: it um yes yes uh what was i gonna say about that uh oh yeah that's right it's like um, I don't know if you know you, you know yeah I, I love UFO stuff. hmm Um, there's like a three hundred percent increase in in UFO sightings because of coronavirus. Wow. Uh, because well, everyone's I, at home. Because everyone's at home with nothing to do, so they're like actually looking at the stars, and I think, like well,
0: without all these cars driving around the sky, sc- the sky is a hell of a lot clearer
1: yes yes um so so it's interesting and and it's funny because i look at some of these videos sometimes and i'm like it's so obvious that 99 percent of people are just completely clueless to what happens in the universe cool. uh because some of these are like obvious meteors you know what i mean Mm-hmm. um like there was that one that was all over the news a couple months ago in australia the the big green light that was mm-hmm. over there yeah. um like obviously a meteor uh you see a lot of these in in russia because there's so much uh insurance fraud that everyone has a dash cam and so like everyone over there catches meteor showers because like they have cameras on all the time <laughs> and um so I, I always find that really fascinating. Um, like even when – what's that? The Oh, God. The, the Elon Musk thing. Starlink, all the satellites he sent up. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they move in clusters. So people like film these like strings of lights flying across the sky. And they're like, oh, my God, UFOs. And I'm like, bro, all you got to do is like look up – you can look up satellites in your area. Like you can <laughs> find the orbits for all this stuff. And and like you know, discount that before you say it's aliens or something. Why would else. you
0: do that? Why look up that? It's just it's funner just to uh, think that you know, you know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, well, sure, that's true. And and the thing is, like, if you do that, you're not going to get uh, YouTube views. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's like I always talk to to my buddy Mike. He does a podcast, Mind Escape podcast, and uh, <laughs> we we've had this discussion many times with like some of the bullshit people believe online you know what i mean and i'm like man like you and i talk about like crazy like his his show's a little different he does a lot more psychedelics and ancient civilizations and things like that i do a lot more like philosophy um but like either way we could both very easily get like millions of people listening just by coming up with some bullshit right Like, instead of being logical and explaining things in a way that makes sense and that's not, like, sensational, uh, I could easily be like, yeah, like, I went out into the woods and Jesus came down on a spacecraft and talked to me and, like, he gave me these prophecies and this is what he said. And people would buy that shit up. You know what I mean? Um, But, like, that's not what I'm about. (laughs) I do like sensational, though people love sensational dude yeah it's fun man uh anyways so uh but yeah lovecraft Fear of the unknown loved it cool what i was loved the it? other one um oh god now i can't remember the name of it oh no you remember the name of it because i uh, you 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 made a comment about it uh i oh. uh, got it world of darkness haha <laughs> <laughs> i found it that
0: sounds like a john carpenter film
1: uh, You would think so, but it is not. Uh, I th- I want to say that this was on Prime, hmm. but I don't recall because I just went on the Prime page and it says this video is currently unav- unavailable to watch in your location. Uh, But I literally just watched this last week.
0: Yeah, I could have swore that I looked it up on Prime and it was available that day that we talked about it.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. But World of Darkness, the documentary, mm-hmm. and uh, this came up as a recommendation after watching Lovecraft: Fear of the Unknown, mm. and uh, and it's based on the story of White Wolf, which was uh, a gaming company in the nineties and into the two nice. thousands, and they're like kind of around now, but it's a little different than it used to be. And, yeah, and, and
0: I, I asked you if Tim Bradstreet was interviewed and you were like he's all
1: over it dude tim bradstreet is all over this thing oh, i'm so jealous um, and he um, let me rephrase he he's not on a lot mm-hmm. but he comes on at key moments because That's he's all i need because he's bradstreet uh so for example they they give very obvious credit to bradstreet for vampire the masquerade being such a big hit yep Uh, because of his art like people were buying it because of tim's art
0: as well as those t-shirts my god people
1: bought those t-shirts up for sure uh and then he comes up later when they're going through like the uh the impact of white wolf on on, like popular culture so Mm. uh, i'll I'll get to that in a second but yeah i mean it starts off at the very beginning dude uh like when like before they even created the game. And, and mm-hmm. for anyone not familiar with World of Darkness or Vampire the Masquerade, um, it's basically uh, Dungeons and Dragons for goth kids. Mm-hmm. H- how's that? Is that good? For sure. Yeah. So yeah. I- instead of uh, creating a fantasy as, world. As yeah, go well
0: ahead. as it's perfectly timed with like Anne Rice. Exactly. Yes. Dra- Dracula coming out, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like it just boy every goth kid like you just totally hit him with with that
1: yes uh so so basically instead of creating a fantasy world with dragons and elves etc you literally live out a uh fantasy realm of modern day vampires uh and it's not always modern day but generally modern day and yeah. and what i find really interesting about The Vampire the Masquerade culture or subculture, rather, is you know, people that are like really into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, there's like a way that people look at those people, right? Mm. And, and even though people doing are doing the same thing with Vampire the Masquerade and, and the other ones, right? So there was like Werewolf, and I, I don't know, there was like 30 different ones, um, they I would say they take it much more seriously <laughs> than Dungeons and Dragons folks do, right, because Dungeons and Dragons people are creating this world, but often it's like in somebody's basement or like a living room, or you know now you can do online games where you can just chat and you have the boards and stuff online but but with vampire, it's like putting on a whole production, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you you're literally acting as these characters yeah it's not like you're sitting around the table yeah you're not sitting around a table rolling dice and like checking charts you're like dressing up in full costume and in full makeup and like there's clubs of people that do this and so they rent out like halls at hotel rooms and like set up like the whole scenery and environment in these giant rooms and and sometimes you have like 100 people 200 people recreating these like rpg campaigns from the the vampire books in real life and and you play out the game that way um so it was really awesome to see like how how they created it um because obviously like everybody at white wolf uh were like giant dungeons and dragons nerds and and They were going to i think it was gen con yeah it was gen con they were on their way to gen con one year and they were driving through gary indiana okay and this is what inspired i can't remember the the creator's name to create vampire they're driving through gary and this is at the point where like um the automotive industry was like just gone to shit right and and so all the surrounding industries behind that, like metallurgy, et cetera, was going to shit. And and that heavily impacted Indiana. And so they're driving through Gary, and oh. it's just like uh, – the way to describe it, like a literal ghost town, right? Like buildings boarded up and, like, a few people out on the streets, oh. a lot of shady characters, a lot of abandoned buildings. It's
0: still like that. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Other than the casino and a few streets, it is. it looks like a war zone.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay, so you're familiar. That's good. For oh, sure. yeah, aren't you from Indiana? Yeah. Yeah, but,
0: that's I mean, right. I live closer to Gary, Indiana than I did when I when I was living in Indiana right oh, now. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. You probably have gone right by Gary, Indiana on your way here.
1: I'm sure I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so, so driving through Gary – uh, gave this like they even stopped the, one of the buildings to like look around because they couldn't believe it like they hadn't seen anything like this before right and uh, they're like walking like through abandoned buildings and like they just somebody made some comment about it seeming like something you could find monsters or vampires in and then the guy that ended up creating the, com- the, the game was like fucking that's it and so like the whole time at Gen Con, instead of, like, hanging out and going to all the parties, all he did was, like, spend his time in his room, like, writing stories for what became Vampire the Masquerade. Dang. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, like, a gigantic hit, right? Because oh, gosh, uh, yeah. the the difference between uh, Vampire and, and D&D is that Vampire doesn't care about the dice rolling and, and the charts and all this stuff. It's, like, purely story. And, uh and and that made it big because it, it went to a different segment of people right and so they have interviews of of people that like ran comic shops for example uh talking about how weird it was where like you know everybody in the comic shop is just you know a bunch of nerdy kids with glasses and all of a sudden like here comes like you know a troop of, of goth kids or, or skater kids uh buying the a copy of vampire the masquerade um because like it it appealed to their subculture in a way and and it wasn't one of these things that like oh it's just for nerds right like comic books or D. it's something that like really appealed to just any kind of outsider subculture
0: yeah they sort of found a home there
1: yeah 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 so so you get like the whole story of white wolf from from then and they weren't even white wolf when they made this uh white wolf was putting out like uh, like basically a D and D fanzine um and then the the guy that made the game was doing he was already designing games but it was other stuff and at Gen Con they ended up like combining their two like super tiny companies and uh and moving down to Atlanta to start White Wolf as a company. Oh interesting.
0: Yeah. I didn't know they were from Atlanta. That's interesting.
1: Yeah 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 they were in Atlanta and uh and then it became huge it was like the best-selling larp ever uh live action role-playing game and uh so so you get like that whole story and of course there's there's growing pains right because now everyone's like super rich from vampire and yeah. uh and now you're creating a corporate culture so there's corporate backstabbing etc cetera, et cetera mm. and uh and the guy that created the game ends up getting, like, basically kicked out of the company. Of uh, course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was interesting. Uh, I, I got to see this. Dude, you got to see it. It's really good. It's about an hour and a half long. Um, and then, you know, after you get that whole thing with, with White Wolf, they Tim Bradstreet comes back and, and starts talking about the impact of White Wolf on, on pop culture. So they talk about things like uh, like Charmed uh interview with a vampire uh hmm. they they do talk about the and rice stuff because you know all these guys read and rice books uh sure. so they're very familiar with them and uh what else so so blade is one of them that tim talks about because uh like he even shows his, like original artwork of one scene in blade that's uh-huh. literally exactly a page from vampire the masquerade uh-huh. and yeah and he's he's like he's like dude, they're, like, ripping off my stuff from Vampire. And <laughs> and somehow, like, through working in the industry, uh, one day he's, like, having lunch with a guy that, like, worked on Blade. And he's like, oh, you worked on Blade? He's like, yeah. He's like, man. He's like, all that Vampire stuff, that's that's really awesome. He's like, yeah, a lot of it was inspired by Vampire. He's like, yeah, I know. I did the artwork
2: for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, uh, i think guillermo del toro when guillermo del toro began working on blade two he called tim up and uh, th- he doesn't mention this yet he's like yeah so guillermo calls me up and he's like hey i have a movie i want you to work on he's like oh yeah what is it he's like you'll dig it it's about vampires he's like oh i love vampires he's like i know you worked on, on the masquerade he's like yeah he's like what movie is it?" he's like blade two um because apparently like the guys that worked on the first blade felt super shitty that they ripped off tim's stuff and so Guillermo hired him as a consultant for the second movie. Wow. Yeah, so that, way, so that way he would get paid. And, uh, yeah, it was very cool. And uh, so after that, you get kind of the downfall of White Wolf. Um, yeah, because, like, at first it was about having fun and creating these games. And then it's a super successful company with a board of directors, etc. And uh, and money ruins everything. So huh. the company has issues, they, you know, they get to a point in terms of developing the story of the world of the world of, of, the, the world of darkness, um, because it starts with vampire, but like, like I said, it involves other creatures, right? So there's werewolf, there's like fairies, all kinds of crap, and but they all live in the same world, so it's called the world of darkness, and and they get to a point where like people are like hardcore fans are just pissed off because um, they like change some of the rules of how stories develop. And they just they're not as fun as Vampire was, oh. um, and so like they get to a point where they're like, all right, we're just gonna we've been talking about this vampire apocalypse for forever, uh, let's just uh, let's just kill the whole universe and restart it, right? We'll reboot it. So so they come out with what whatever it was called, I can't remember what the Vampire Ragnarok is called, and then they go into the Underworld series. Uh, which I love the underworld movies, some of them are not that great, but I love all of them anyway and uh and the one of the main stories of underworld is this vampire Ragnarok, so huh. yeah, so they end up suing uh the producers of underworld and and that 's why there was no like sequels for years because they were stuck in litigation with white wolf uh wow. i I did not know this until I yeah. watched this. Because I, had I no clue. I I love the first one. I'm like shit. Like this made money. It's awesome. Where's the sequel? And eventually we did get sequels, but this is why they were stuck in litigation. Wow. And uh, and they ended up settling because like if you're familiar with Vampire, it's like an obvious ripoff. Um, same with uh, they talked about True Blood. There was uh, there was a lawsuit against HBO and True Blood um, because the first season is like literally word for word one of the vampire of the masquerade stories wow um including the the whole thing about kane who was like the original vampire uh that all comes from vampire the masquerade so oh, tr- wild yeah so they sued true blood and, huh. and and the thing is like all they had to do is be like hey we want to you know do this thing inspired on your stuff and come up with some deal but no like they just ripped the story out um of course when when you get stuff that is like sanctioned, it ends up not being very good. so I do remember this because I did follow Vampire of the Masquerade. Um, there was a Tory not Tori what's his name Aaron Spelling yeah he did a, a Vampire of the Masquerade TV show uh, oh. yeah, which I watched. It was terrible. It lasted one season and uh, and all the vampire players hated it. Because like, it was kind of just vampire in name, right? Uh, uh-huh. And and really not well executed. So so this is kind of part of the the downfall of White Wolf, because uh, you know they have this office in Atlanta working on the RPGs, and then the office in LA that's working on like TV and other media stuff. And uh, you know because the stories aren't selling as much as they used to, they close the LA office and they're having money troubles. And so they decide to kind of reboot this whole thing and do, like, a video game, right? Because this is when video games are starting to get popular, online, sure. uh, MMORPGs. Uh, so they get in touch with the people that did – oh, man, I wish I remembered the name of that game. CCP, is that the company that did it? Yeah, EVE Online. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, they get in touch with CCP, who makes – or I don't know if that's still around or not. Uh, who makes EVE Online, and they're going to do a game. And, like, six months go by, and, like, there's no word of it. And then it turns out that, like, CCP just outright buys White Wolf. Huh. Um, And, like, three years go by, and nobody hears anything from White Wolf. And then all of a sudden, they have, like, a press conference, and they invite, like, all the the Vampire the Masquerade clubs around the, the country, and they show them, like, early gameplay of this vampire the masquerade game and, and it's based on like the original vampire the masquerade rules so everyone like freaks out right Because that's what everybody loves and and they all hate the new stuff so so that's all fine and good but then like ccp starts having money problems because like people are not playing as much Eve as they were before so they basically shut down uh get development of the the vampire game the world of darkness game so and bring those devs over to work on Evil Online and uh you know the World of Darkness game is never seen from again basically wow. and uh, and so they they actually interview the the CEO of CCP Games uh to tell like the story and and he basically admits like it's basically his fault that White Wolf got shut down uh, cuz he's the the head of the board of directors Dang. so uh it's really good man it uh, it was way better than i thought it would be I thought I was just gonna focus on the game, but yeah. uh but no the story of the company and, and surrounding stuff is really fantastic, so highly recommend it.
0: What a crazy story.
1: Dude, I'm telling you. It was nuts. It sounds great though. Yeah. World of Darkness, the documentary. I I will look into that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Very good. Uh the weird thing is, like, I I swear there used to be uh, a vampire trading card game, like Magic. But I feel like maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe it was something else.
0: Yeah, I only remember Vampire.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Since I'm here, I'm going to look it up right now. Because I swear to God, I remember seeing these, and I may have even bought like a couple of packs. <laughs> vampire the Masquerade Rivals Expandable Card Game. Yeah, this is new though. Alright, I'll, I'll look it up at some point. There is currently a Vampire the Masquerade trading card game. Um, oh, wow. But I'm, but I'm talking about, like, you know, 90s. A- at the time that I was playing Magic the Gathering. Huh. Yeah. I yep. like it. Uh, But yeah, that was very good. And again, it's on Prime. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Prime. It's hard to tell on the Fire Stick, man, because, like, it just gathers everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you find something you want to watch, you just keep, like watch now and it tells you like it's available here, here, here. Where do you want to see it? I'm just like, I don't care. Just fucking play it.
0: What, what is the title of it? I'll World of it
1: Darkness, the documentary.
0: I swear to God, that sounds like a John Carpenter film, but I know he did Prince <laughs> of Darkness.
1: <laughs> yes, that's Prince of Darkness. Where do you. It uh, is.
0: It's it, on Prime.
1: It is on Prime. Okay. Yep. Maybe, uh, maybe I just can't watch it on my computer.
0: And uh, and with ads, you could watch it on Vudu.
1: Yeah, I definitely did not watch it on Vudu. Yeah. But okay. I went cool. To
0: my, you know, the, the standard, um, Just Watch app.
1: That's the one that I was trying to figure out. Just Watch, because uh, can I stream it? Thing? Doesn't work anymore.
0: Uh, I know. Yeah. Did it shut down because of
1: um flashes going away? because it was a pretty janky site. Um man, you know, I looked it up one time. There's like there's going to be a documentary about. Can I stream it one day?
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Really? Yeah, because that company got bought out by like a web design company. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. I'd watch that documentary.
1: Uh and it's like fishy, dude. Like really fishy. Of course it is um it always felt very sketchy right Mm-hmm. so i i don't know what's going on with that right now but uh yeah so just watch very good i like this oh yeah i mean it's basically like uh like kid it used to be yes yeah very good i like this but it's
0: very slick because it has a little imdb feel to it as well with the synopsis and like some of the like ratings
1: of it Mhm. Thumbs
0: up, ah, thumbs down type stuff.
1: There it is. It was on Tubi. That uh, makes Ninja sense. Just Tubi. That makes sense. No, no, no. I mean, I watched it on the Fire Stick. But that explains why it says it's not available on Prime Video. But I watched it on the Fire Stick because it's Tubi. So I watched it on Tubi. But there were no ads. I don't know. Whatever. It's on somewhere. Okay, just fucking watch it. I'm sharing what I see. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, just watch it. Watch it. It's great. It has. Great. Uh, are, are you familiar with the director? I don't know if he's done anything else. gills Anderson or Giles Anderson? I don't know. Seems mm-hmm. like a a normal dude name. Sure. Anyways, world of Darkness. Watch it. I like it. Oh That's yeah, I, I I thought that sounded familiar. Is this the same guy? It is the same guy. <laughs> well, okay. is it the
2: same guy? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Uh, he does a podcast too. How interesting. Okay, cool. Um, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, 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 yeah. Yes. Well, let, tell, tell, tell me something. I'm talking too much. Tell me something. No,
0: you aren't talking at all. I was. I, I hogged up the first half of our podcast.
1: Oh, okay. So, so I watched two kick-ass lady movies. Ooh, okay. I watched Peppermint and I watched Ava. Okay. Uh that familiar. have you you haven't seen any of these? I don't think so. Uh they let sound me...
0: familiar, but yeah, I don't I don't think so.
1: I, mean, I I know for a fact you've seen the trailers. Uh I'll talk about Ava first because it's gonna take me uh sixty seconds. Um yeah. Ava is uh Jessica Jastain. Ooh, okay. Uh John Malkovich common gina davis uh all sorts of known people Carlin farrell well, uh, the
0: sound of this,
1: yeah it uh and it's it's new it came out this year and, and and it was available as a rental for a little while uh but i watched this on netflix okay so you can watch it for free there and uh jessica jastain plays an uh, assassin that works for uh, like a covert, super sketchy organization. Okay. Uh, and so she's like traveling the world as a hitman uh, and uh, has a shitty family life. She's a hitman. So she hasn't seen her mom who's like maybe dying, but maybe not dying. Uh, and her sister hates her. Who and Her sister's a ca- like a cabaret singer. Oh. Uh, they all hate her because she's like disappeared. Um, but she's a hitman and uh here's the thing i like Jessica Chastain she's uh she's an attractive woman but um she's just i don't think she's a good actress you know what i mean <laughs> and uh and i don't i don't buy it I, I don't buy her as an assassin okay
0: wasn't she also in a film that had to do yes, with she, she was these, in a film <laughs> all these international assassins bandying together to save the world
1: what like uh mission impossible
0: i could swear that but it's all like female assassins i could swear.
1: oh uh, yes swear it was Jessica Chastain. is it let's look here if i see it i will know what you're talking about the division is that like based on the video game oh man i better tell ronnie and aaron wait a second oh my god it is is it yes
0: Oh man, I might have to watch it. when's that coming out?
1: It's pre production. Dang it. It's All right, fine. And the only the only cast I see listed so far well let's see. See full cast. Nope, that's it. Uh Jessica Chastain and uh the the other actor, also co producer, Jake Yellinghall. Interesting. hmm Uh let's see. Here's the full summary, you ready? On mm-hmm. Black Friday in New York City, <laughs> it's it's too soon oh for no this. it's no, too that soon is
0: the, that is the division
1: yeah it's too soon for this nick all right here we go let me
0: throw let me throw let me throw out something just along this line yes i got uh aaron and ronnie uh-huh into i wasn't going to talk about it this episode but all three of us are co opting the division one nice and, and it is exactly the story And we started like three weeks ago. It started off on black Friday and they doctored up the money. Yes. And it started a pandemic from all of the money transactions
1: on black Friday. Friday. Yep. 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 You got it. Nailed it. Dang it. Nailed it.
0: And to be honest with you, there's been umpteen times that we, and we play like three times a week and almost every night, one of us is like, this is a little too real. <laughs> like, it's hitting home way too close.
1: Oh, my God. uh, Man, I don't know, dude. I don't see the, the movie that you're talking about. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, and I don't think that's Jessica Chastain. It's the lady that was in Charlie's Angels. Maybe. Uh, That produces stuff. Not the the one with uh, the the what's her name the the sparkly vampire lady
0: I'm just hey I'm just throwing out that I could have swore I saw this whole assassination weird th- okay all right go on go on with your Jessica Chastain
1: All right. anyways Jessica Chastain I don't think she's a very good actress my apologies again she's she's an attractive woman uh, I I enjoy the films that she's been in for the most part sure Sure. um except it chapter two that was terrible uh, but the first one was good and uh but yeah outside of that man this movie just you know it's like when when i was talking about umbrella academy and uh oh god what's her name now you know who i'm talking about what's her name god damn it i'm looking it up now because now i can't remember oh. uh El- uh, Elliot page yeah Elliot page yeah yes uh, when i was talking about the first season and i'm like i just don't buy elliot in the relationship with this guy right, right? that's how i feel about jessica chastain as a worldwide hit woman an assassin You're i just don't her as an assassin not for a second especially not like when she goes to visit her sister and it's just like crying for being gone like assassins don't do that assassins don't give a shit you know what i mean it's like a prime example i just rewatched mission impossible fallout okay uh with uh with superman in it superman's in it he's the bad guy spoiler alert um starring uh, Monica moynihan of course of course and uh starring my super secret crush rebecca ferguson uh (laughs) like i'm totally in love with rebecca ferguson i don't know if i've said this yet um Kind of weird though because she looks like one of my exes a little bit, so there's that. Oh boy, but she, Jessica Ferguson, much more attractive. Um, but uh, you know, in that movie, Tom Cruise is doing what he's doing to protect Monica Moynihan, right? Uh Because she's gone into hiding because by being married to Tom Cruise, everyone wants to kill her, right? Sure, and so Tom Cruise does things to make sure that she's protected, but at no point. The sea start whining like a little baby and saying, oh, I'm sorry that, like, you know, Superman found you and he's going to blow up this village because of me. At no point does that happen. You know why? Because Tom Cruise is a badass. And were Jessica Chastain to be a super badass worldwide assassin, Uh she would also do the same thing. So I didn't buy it. Not for a fucking second. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to tell you why. Because. I just like
0: you, you saying, I'm not buying it for one second. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking to the screen. <laughs> like, girl, I don't buy that Crog McGraw. Come on now. I see, I see how you're trying to hit, but I don't believe it for a second.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, like, she tries to be slick. Like, the opening scene's really good, right? she's uh she's driving this guy who she's been hired to kill spoilers, uh mm-hmm. but she's an assassin, so like is that a spoiler not really um and like they have to this kill somebody oh sure, and they have this whole like conversation and uh and like you know you you can figure she's like playing this guy right mm-hmm. uh if you know what the plot of the movie is, but like I don't even buy that you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he he's trying to hit on her or whatever. And uh, and she's playing along. She's gonna kill him anyway. And and she stops in like the middle of the woods. And uh, he's like, what the fuck? And, but he's been drinking a little bit, so he's not like too worried. Oh, oh, he's also not too worried because he thinks that she she leads him to believe that they stop in this remote place uh, so they can like fool around in the back seat. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And so she gets in the back seat, and he's like, all right, let's get a drink. She's like, no, I don't drink. And uh, he's like, okay, well, necks. what the hell? And, like, she pulls out the gun. And she's like, do you know whether they want to kill you? And I'm like, no fucking assassin asked that question. What are you talking about? Jessica Chastain, have you ever seen an assassin movie before? Look, <laughs> I have.
0: Listen, girl, I have. <laughs> I've seen a lot of them.
1: That's like. You know,
0: what you, do? you know what you do in horror films? You don't go down into the dark basement. We yeah. all know
1: this. You don't go to the basement, you don't go to the attic, you fucking go out the front door, okay? Just like in Assassin movies, you don't ask the Mark, do you know I'm here to kill you? No, he doesn't fucking know. Yeah. And 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 she does it to make herself feel better. That's the worst part. Why is she doing that? I I have no idea. She's got her, a job to do. Her thing is always to ask the Mark if they know why there's a hit out on them
0: oh so that's her little tell right there
1: who gives a shit yes 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 yes. so anyways and the point is i watched this after watching a much better movie with a mm. very similar plot oh and that movie is peppermint which mm. you like peppermint that sounds terrible um listen it's christmas season it's the perfect time to watch peppermint um, because peppermints are the candy of the holidays that's true uh, however this movie does not take place during the holidays nor is it a holiday movie oh no okay unlike die hard which takes place during christmas and is also a christmas movie okay uh this movie stars jennifer garner where do uh, you fall with her where do i fall with her you like I, her you don't like her that is a fantastic question to ask. Thank thank you. Um when she was an Alias, I had the biggest crush on her.
0: Hey, welcome to America. <laughs> that that, get, that gets a big duh for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh when she was an Aliens, I was like, "Whoa." Hello. Uh even on uh, I think her first movie was uh 13 Going on 30, Mhm. I uh, I liked her because like here's the thing. Jennifer Gardner is not like a gorgeous woman, right? She yeah. I mean, she's an attractive woman, but like she looks like she could be a normal woman. She's the girl next door. Absolutely. And like she's quirky mm-hmm. and she's funny mm-hmm. and like genuinely funny, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. She's not faking the funny. Right. Uh I thought she did great in uh, as Electra. Like the movie wasn't great, but like right. she did a good job. Definitely. And uh and anyways, I mean like I I like watching her, right? I don't mm-hmm. follow all her movies um because you know she married old douchey Batman and uh and like had kids and now she does like mom roles. Right. Uh which is fine. Peppermint, she is a mom, not a mom role. Oh, to tell. Okay. Uh, and and here 's the thing because it kicks off as something that you definitely see Jennifer Garner being the mom of a young child okay mm-hmm. and and so you buy that, and the setup is basically this um, she the 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 family's kind of having a hard time okay money wise
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she works i believe at a bank as a teller um that was like kind of unclear but i'm pretty sure that's what it is okay and uh her kid has like some issues um at school like that's also not entirely clear what the exact problem is but but you kind of see the setup of it um like they the the, the kid is in the girl scouts okay and they go to sell cookies at like the local walmart let's say and i'm sure it's not a walmart but she basically gets like kicked out of there by another mom and her kid in the same troop because like everyone knows this is like where we sell our cookies and you can't be here. Right. Hmm. Um, So like you have that whole thing. The, the dad is a mechanic uh, possibly owns the mechanic shop. That's also unclear, uh, but really that doesn't really matter. And, 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 his buddy basically wants to contract him to like rob this drug dealer okay you know Mm -hmm. that never happens like that doesn't go well ever no um so the the day before they're gonna do this hit and like he's not telling his wife obviously right um but the day before they're gonna do this hit um he's like i can't do it right like i have a wife and i have a, a young kid like i can't rob this drug dealer shit's gonna go bad mm. um but like the guy doesn't get the message so he leaves a voicemail basically and uh then we cut to the drug dealer who somehow has found out about this plot to rob him mm. and like he's got the friend and uh, basically kills him and then like puts a hit out on the the dad okay jennifer gardner's husband
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh like we fast forward a couple of days it's their daughter's birthday and they're going to supposed to have this big birthday party that jennifer gardner gets stuck at work so the dad's kind of like doing everything and it turns out that like nobody comes to the birthday party because oh. because the uppity snotty woman that kicked him out of her cookie selling section uh to spite her because they're poor and she's rich despite her she throws uh like a surprise party at her own house uh and everyone goes there instead of this little girl's birthday party so jennifer garner's like okay. if if this we're going to get ice cream and gonna have a good time let's go to the fair and so they go to the fair and have a fantastic time they gotta get ice cream and and jennifer garner forgets napkins so the dad and the girl are walking off jennifer garner comes back to the ice cream stand to get napkins and then the mexicans drive by and do the drive-by shooting and kill the dad and the daughter what yes and then they see her and they start shooting at her but somehow she is not killed okay um so anyways you you get kind of the the story behind that and it turns out that like all this stuff has happened in the past so we fast forward to the present and it's mm. been a couple years and Jennifer Garner has basically been traveling around the world uh not sure like how she got there but like she she went to like Japan and uh like all these places and basically like becomes the most badass mma fighter in the universe um like she's so depressed and whatever that as part of her therapy for herself she she joins like underground mma rings okay yeah number one to get the shit kicked out of herself so that she's not like overly depressed Uh, but also to learn fighting skills because her okay. p- her plan all along is to get revenge on the drug dealer. Mm. And so she's, like, joining underground MMA rings and, uh, like, getting weapons training from, like, the sketchy characters she meets in, in, like, the underground wrestling rings uh, and, like, all the stuff. And so it's been, it like, five years go by, right? And, like, this is all she does, all day, seven days a week. Sheesh. And uh, so now she's, like a motherfucking navy seal dude oh and let me tell you granted i followed her in an alias so this seems like a believable role for jennifer garner but for a lot of people that may know jennifer garner as kind of the the wholesome like disney movie mom kind of figure uh they might not be familiar with this side let me tell you jennifer garner is super badass in this movie uh like, she gets shot at, and she keeps going. Uh, obviously hurt and bleeding half to death. Um, but uh, very interesting. And and she does manage to begin getting revenge. Uh, that's not really a spoiler. Like, you know that's going to happen. It's a revenge movie. Like, that's how they always end. Um, but the, the intricacies along the way are very interesting. Uh, in particular, relating to... Um, will say uh criminal enterprise and the police department uh both with the original investigation to the death of her family and the new ongoing investigation about her because the fbi is following her uh and and apparently like maybe have been tracking her (laughs) i don't know weird and Do they uh, have
0: an extended training sequ- sequence or her getting in shape sequence.
1: No, not at all. The like this whole story of her five years of training that I gave you happens in like 30 seconds. Wow, yeah, dang, yeah, like literally 80% of the movie is Jennifer Garner uh, running around, uh, bleeding to death, uh, shooting motherfuckers in the face.
0: Dang, yeah. and what well, how was the action?
1: Oh, it's great, dude. That's what I'm saying.
0: I was you really know, surprised. You know, another movie that this, guy, the, this director directed was Taken.
1: Makes total sense.
0: Yeah, so obviously, and a lot of his films I'm looking over is uh, filmography. A lot of his films are very uh, action-based, so he probably knows how to shoot action.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense.
0: He also did The Transporter,
1: if that helps. Again, that makes total sense. Yep,
0: <laughs> I have to watch this now. Yeah, it, I need a good action film. This was on Netflix.
1: This is on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix.
0: I gotta, I gotta tell my dad. He's a, as you well know, Tom. Tom loves an action film, so I gotta get him involved in this.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, and this and if, right it feels down. like it feels like an old school like 80s revenge movie, you know what I mean, like Charles Bronson style.
0: Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I like a revenge movie
1: that's what it feels like i would say steven seagal but that guy he's a russian spy we can't trust him
0: <laughs> a jean-claude van damme
1: uh, van damme's good dude i watched the did i tell you i watched the the three expendables movies no you didn't dude like back to back to back oh by the way uh jennifer garner's daughter in this movie uh mm-hmm. plays uh judith in the walking dead uh, I, you probably don't even watch that anymore but uh Rick's Rick's daughter Judith okay. that she plays that character in in Walking Dead. Uh anyways, and well, she's sounds been
0: like the daughter should have went for napkins as well.
1: Mm. Oh, you know what else? She was uh Baby Ray in uh in the flashback scenes in Rise of Skywalker. Didn't see that. Oh, okay. Well, for the uh people that watch uh Star Wars movies?
0: You mean everyone else on the planet? Yes. Yes. That's a good call
1: out. Yes. And apparently she's gonna be in uh in the Loki TV show. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Alright, anyways, uh what were we talking about? He, that guy
0: also directed 2015 The Gunman. Oh, that was which good. Which I too. haven't seen, but it's with Sean Penn and Javier Bardem. Why haven't I seen this?
1: Who this? Is Pierre Morel, right?
0: Yeah. Why haven't I watched this movie?
1: Uh let's see here. Be thir- oh, I watched that too. That's isn't that the French movie? B-13? In the Giddows of Paris in 2010 on the cover. Yeah, I watched that too. That was awesome. Oh yeah, this guy's good with action movies. <laughs>
0: you're a big fan. <laughs> you dude, didn't even
1: know it. <laughs> dude, District B-13, that's a Luc Besson movie. A produ- produced movie. N- well, he wrote it.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. going to say, he didn't direct it. R-
1: yes, right, right, right. I
0: would, I would say three-fourths of the movies that you're like, you know, that Luc Luke, Luke Bals- Besson movie is like, no, 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 he produced it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. he wrote it,
1: yeah. Uh, From Paris with Love, I've seen that. That's good. Dude, I've seen like all this guy's movies.
0: And can I also circle back to Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh Uh-huh. One antidote that was thrown out was that, I think it was 20th Century Fox or Universal, whoever owns that film. When they went to release it, everything was like, okay, okay. You know, Tim Burton, because Tim Burton came off of like, the huge Batman success. So he he could write his own check, but but he had no time to direct Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. So that Henry Selick directed it with Tim Burton's, you know, influence as well as the look of the film. That was all Tim Burton. Sure. But then when they go to release it, the movie company, the only thing they pushed back on was, we want to put above the title, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and to this day, and like, all these people that, all the creatives that like helped with that film, everyone was like, Henry Sedek never really got his just due because that was all his film. But everyone that went to go see it thought, oh, you know, Tim, Tim Burton. Right.
1: Product. Yeah. 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 I hate and when that Salute happens.
0: <laughs> like, there's so many movies I've seen that I'm like, that's a Luke Bassan film. And then I learned my lesson like, wait, he just produce that son of a bitch.
1: Yeah. Don't you hate that though? Oh yeah. I mean I get what they do it, but that's For kinda sure. effed up. Yeah. It's one
0: thing to get tricked into going to see a Luke Basson the Taken and you get served up a fantastic action film. It's a whole other animal when it has nothing to do other than he produced it. Like, oh darn it, this sucks.
1: You know, I recently rewatched Taken. Mm-hmm. Uh we all we watched it together cuz Reagan had never seen it. Oh. And uh man, I remember loving the shit out of that movie. Rewatching mm-hmm. re Re-watching it now. Mhm. I'm like, "Boy, none of this is believable." <laughs> oh, no, no. um uh, but that, that's all right, I guess. You know what that's I mean? That's
0: like every Steven Seagal film. They were all very thinly veiled, thinly veiled to get into an action sequence.
1: No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um but yeah, Peppermint, recommend it. Okay, uh,
0: I'm putting that in my queue. I will be watching that this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a cool world to see her in. Heck yeah. It's uh, been a
0: while since I've seen action from her.
1: Mm-hmm. So it it almost feels like um, I'm trying to think. I don't know, man. It seems like it's look, here's the thing. Okay. I I Hot Take. Ooh. Hashtag unpopular opinion. Ooh. Uh, I I understand that Disney owns Marvel and, uh, you know, they have to make things fun and over the top Mm -hmm. because that's the Disney way. But but Peppermint is like really kind of what I would want to see in like a Black Widow movie. You know what I mean? Sure. Like get down to the nitty gritty, just like fucking come out punching and shooting shit uh, instead of like... I mean the trailer looks for Black Widow looks good don't get me wrong. Yeah, it But all right. but, I, but I would want something a little more uh ground level we'll say a little more uh assassin like we'll say okay. A
0: little more gritty.
1: A, a little more Jennifer Garner and less uh you know, Jessica John. Chastain. Yeah, well I know I know that Scarjo is is Black Widow but but I'm trying to compare it to these two movies that I just watched, Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay a little more a little more garner a little less chastain sure okay um but uh you know colin joe's gotta eat so i get it i get it uh that's a reference by the way because they just got married congratulations scar joe
0: yeah now that he quit saturday Night live after marrying her oh did he yeah this is his last season
1: that's hilarious i mean i don't blame him i married scar joe i'd quit snl too. What's he gonna do, did they say?
0: I'm sure I'm sure once once this pandemic lifts he'll go back to stand up.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well and now he's got a name too, right? So like he can make maybe better money at stand up. Who knows?
0: As well as a best selling author.
1: <laughs> Is he? Yeah. What'd he write?
0: Uh biography. Who cares? About his life.
1: Is it that interesting?
0: Uh I heard him on Stern talking about it. And really have some interesting stories. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nothing I nothing I was interested in enough to actually go and get, but still. Huh. He's lived a life.
1: Okay. Well, you know? Uh maybe one day I'll marry Jessica Rebecca Ferguson and uh write a an interesting autobiography.
0: <laughs> Just steer clear of that ex-girlfriend don't
1: fall back to her <laughs> oh that's too funny man it's too i funny. miss
0: you ferguson so much i'm going back to my ex oh dang it
1: yeah yeah yeah, dude that and that's a crazy story because i i've known that girl for years uh she was she used to be very briefly married to a friend of mine crazy mm-hmm. anyways is it uh is it time is it time should we wrap up
0: can I make? Can I finally lay down my spotlighted character for 2021? Oh, thank it?
1: goodness! Yes.
0: No, that's what all of the legionnaires needed to know. But before we leave, just quickly, I've decided for Marvel, it's got to be Captain America. Really? And for DC, it's going to be the Flash. And don't ask which one, because it's just all encompassing. The Flash.
1: I'm actually more curious about. Captain America.
0: Same with Captain America. It's all-encompassing Captain America.
1: Okay, okay. So no, like, specific focus. No! Yeah. So,
0: hey, cool. if Sam Wilson grabs the shield,
1: I'm reading Sam Wilson. What I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. I
0: just have, I have huge blank spots in regards to that, that other than a few Mike Zeck issues, other than a few John Byrne issues... brew baker i read that entire run and a lot from that point forward but going backwards not too many just Mm. here and there i probably read three times as much with captain america appearing in team books or like marvel team up marvel two and one that type of thing Mm. than any of his own books other than the what was it Baron blood uh, Serpent Stone, I did read that arc of Captain America.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Where
0: where he gets bit by whatever it is, Baron Blood. Pretty huh. famous, I think it's Byrne, issue. I don't think
1: I've read that.
0: Yeah, but like I said, there's a lot of blank spots. And needless to say, when Mike Zeck, when there's a epic collection of Mike Zeck art, why am I not reading that?
1: Roger Stern, John Byrne.
0: There you go. Mm. yeah so i want to i want to go back and read both of those Mm -hmm. there's plenty there and there's other characters that i was very interested in but that would make me want have to buy more comics and at this point i have plenty of comics
1: so i want to
0: read what i have
1: i feel that yeah
0: so that's it just a a quick announcement that's all
1: so what you're saying is that we can beat Or match Geek Brunch at roughly the three hour mark, but we will never get to the six hour mark. That's what you're saying.
0: Never be, unless Martin Ferretti at this point starts to decide to edit together multiple weeks of podcasts Mm. into a six hour, eight hour marathon. (laughs) We will never get to that point. Because at that point, Julie, the cruise director, or your lovely wife, will come knocking at our door. And be like, yo, time to come over here and like hang with me a little bit.
1: Mm, true that. I, uh, it's okay. You don't ever have to worry about it because I purposely, when I developed our website, I mm. purposely set a file size limit. Oh. On the episodes, the the file size limit is a hundred megabytes. Oh. And. I also specified a a specific encoding of the files. So at 100 megabytes, uh, that means the maximum episode length is about three and a half hours. Because I figured no one would ever listen to a podcast longer than three and a half hours, except I just proved myself incorrect. We've come close. Oh, we've come close for sure. But I will
0: say, if our wonderful sponsors kick up some of the pirate booty we can make these episodes as long as you need them to be
1: this is true yeah so be sure to visit average is interesting podcast on spotify so we can get them ducats yeah see and, see how and i
0: brought it right around
1: i like it also be sure to check out the geek brunch podcast uh for uh all your butt tickle goodness mm-hmm. they will tickle your butt for free if you would like to set an appointment to have your butt tickled be sure to contact at mike myers brunch on twitter and he will gladly set up an appointment for you to be tickled by at dbm zero zero uh the uh what, what was it that we called him we used to have a nickname for Bill.
0: How many nicknames? How, may, how How much time do you have? We can go through all of his nicknames. <laughs> some we've shared on air, some just with him at C2E2. Yes,
1: yeah, some only at Pornhub.com. Uh, hey, one quick question for yes. you. Uh,
0: all of our listeners have already bailed out of this of course. Um, episode by by now. When? And I, I don't even know how you're going to answer this. Um, <laughs> When do you think? Okay, here comes... All of the vaccines, Mm. Eh, March, April, figure we're not going to get ours till June, July. Just Mm. let's throw that out. Sure. When do you feel comfortable enough to head back into a comic book convention the way they were before? (laughs) Uh,
1: Interesting question.
0: Or is this too long of a question to, to tack on at the very end of our podcast?
1: Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, no. Hmm. Here's the thing. mm mm-hmm. and, uh, and my wife, of course, thinks I'm absolutely irresponsible for thinking this. She's right. Uh, I don't which, know
0: what you're going to say, but she's absolutely right.
1: She might be. Yeah. Um... I'm not uh, I'm not overly concerned about getting sick or anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and like I've said, like I wear my mask. I'm not an sure. idiot. Sure. Um but like yeah, you know, maybe not now, right? But say in 6 months if C2E2's like we're doing our con right now. Um I'd be like, "Okay, I'm down." Like I, I I don't have a lot of issues with that. Uh, but that's plus, what you're
0: looking at currently, because they moved the con to December.
1: Ooh, perfect. Wait, December? Yeah.
0: What the fuck? Uh-huh.
1: That's the worst time of the year for a con.
0: You mean for Chicago? Yes. Yes. <laughs> if that con was in uh, San Diego, I'd be like, yeah, December yeah, sounds sure. perfect.
1: No problem. Uh, that's retarded. Uh, wait, is that not PC? I just, we just got oh. canceled. My apologies. You just
0: got canceled. I didn't. Uh,
1: send all your hate mail to uh, at rumbar 316 There you go. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not. The, I'm not. So, so December? Huh. Interesting. Uh, I I would assume that means that there's precautions being taken, right? Oh, no. Sure. Sure. Uh, here's the thing, man. If if you were talking about Man, I was going to say the the local con, but even that is freaking huge now anyway. Yeah, um, like I
0: don't, even a Holiday Inn con. Yeah. out like of people in small aisles.
1: Yeah, that just seems like a lot. That's mm. my,
0: I, my answer. I'm taking a knee. 2021 is the year of the knee. I'm taking it.
1: Yeah, I think I might be with you, man.
0: Because there's no way they're – like right now we talked to Julie, the cruise director's uncle who's in – uh. England, Mm -hmm. and he just got his first shot today. Mm. Because, he, you know, he's an older gentleman. Sure. But England's rolling, I mean, they didn't have any blockade put up by any orange-skinned person. So they're getting that stuff rolled out ASAP, very quickly, but granted, it's England. It's a very small country. Not a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, but not nearly like the U.S.
1: Yeah, not even close.
0: That's why I mean, I'm trying to be conservative and i'm thinking we'll be lucky i mean i'm not on the front line i'm not retired you know i i i'm not going into like weird situations where i need the shot so i'm going to be one of the last so i'm thinking june july by the time they get around to be and i think i'm being generous
1: um yeah here's the thing It's not
0: like i'm gonna get my first shot and be like i'm taking off this mask now sure sure
1: sure here's the thing if i if i knew that others were as responsible as me Mm -hmm. uh then i would still be okay in six months right and i'm Mm -hmm. talking about like wearing a mask right Mm -hmm. like maybe you have to have gloves bring your your sanitizer whatever sure uh if if i knew that everyone at this convention would do the same uh then i'd be okay with that but of course i know that 99% of people are idiots. Yes. So that would not be the case. But um, you're
0: still, even if that is the case, everybody took precautions. Are you saying you're not going to go out after the con to get food and drinks with people? And absolutely. You, sure, you sure enough, ain't going to be six feet apart at that point. So can I trust Martin's circle or whomever? Yeah. Whoever to talk about, you know, uh, an artist or a writer that we go out with. Can, can I trust their circle to be as closed up as our circle is?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, know, I
0: don't know if I can trust them.
1: And, and the thing that they're saying too, is that even if you got the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. because you can still give it to other people who haven't had the vaccine.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, that's why I think 2021, it's going to be the year of the knee for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: like even and I'm even talking about like, do I want to go even into like, sure. Would I go in and get something to eat with somebody possible depending on the situation? But do I want to go to a movie theater, you know, three months, four months after getting my vaccine? Sure. I I, I don't know.
1: I mean, if you rent the whole theater.
0: Sure. Yes, of course. But I don't know if I want to be in a jam packed theater with people. Hmm. But that's just me. Hey, everyone else can live their life however they want to. My well, guess is yes. a lot of comic book creators, sure. People people that have a lot of pull in the industry or legacy in the industry, they can go to comic book conventions and I'm sure for their appearance fee is enough to be like, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, somebody like Scott Snyder or Frank Miller who can just by their name alone can demand a gigantic appearance fee. So that's well worth doing. Right, right, right. But I'm sure the smaller creators, whether they're with the big two or whomever, I'm sure going to a con or staying at home and getting work done, I would think that getting work done might be a little attractive to them. Mm-hmm. Instead of meeting all these strangers and schmoozing with them if they're not, you know, a lot of people aren't built to be schmoozers. So I'm sure sometimes cons can be a little form of anxiety for them. Yeah. I would think.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, we should just, uh, we should just enter the Matrix. Maybe that's no. the solution. I like it. <laughs> uh, what's the surrogates? That's it. Uh Okay, movie Bruce Willis movie, mm-hmm. uh, great graphic novel, mm-hmm. written by Robert Venditti, mm-hmm. the best.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, but you know, in that world, everyone just uh, it's not like The Matrix, but you you basically, it's like a a, a LARP with with robots. So you you plug in and then you control a robot in real life. That sounds like fun. That looks exactly like you. Oh man. I mean if you I mean it doesn't have to. You can control like a Japanese schoolgirl robot if you want, I guess.
0: I think my robot would look like Charles Nelson Riley. Mm. Like prime Charles Nelson Reilly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh I think my robot would look like Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Oh yeah. Then your robot would never leave your uh, living quarters.
1: That's correct. Nailed it. <laughs>
0: alright, now we talked too long. I gotta keep behind the curtain and now I have to close the
1: curtain. Alright, alright, fair enough. Uh, thank you for listening to, uh, what show is this? The Nerdy Legion Podcast. Uh, <laughs> find us on Twitter at Nick Wetmore at Geekbein at Nerdy Legion. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh see you next time. Woo boo